0: As always, you know what that means. It's time for the AEW Podcast, the 39th episode. I am one of your two hosts, Jordan Duncan. With me is my co-host, fresh off losing in the semifinals of Power Slap, it's Andrew Rich. Andrew, how you feeling, friend? Are you sure it was the semis? I don't think I made it through, like, the... Like the pool. <laughs> oh, see, you did. You just blacked out for your first, your first victory. Yeah, five no, I, I told you, I'm like Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel in that SummerSlam. Like, please don't touch me in the face. Like, uh, I, like I'm the, I'm the I don't know if you're like this, but like I'm the kind of person when my wife touches my ears, I go fucking ballistic. Yeah, I hate like it. dog. Like, um, is Power Slap the worst television show in history? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, what a that's a great that's a great question. It's pretty bad, it's like. Bad. It's a bad idea, I can tell you that. Yeah, because there's bad TV shows, but nothing where people get, like, brain damage before our very eyes. Like, (laughs) like Power Slip. It doesn't make sense. Like, and I just don't understand, like, they've tried to do... I I almost see it as a compliment to AEW, because now it's obvious that Time Warner Discovery people, or the Turner people, they see AEW as, like, a bump. Yeah. So, whatever follows it, they're just hoping... Man, maybe we can get some of that AEW audience to watch it. But then again, that might be a a slap in the face. No pun intended. (laughs) Literal. Because now they're saying, hey, look how stupid these fans are. They will literally watch, you know, this. I mean, you know, after all these years, like WWE has become like a legitimate business conglomerate. Wrestling still has that stink of like, wrestling fans are stupid.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's I mean,
0: listen, like, uh, just, to, just to peek behind the curtain, we're going to be using a, a – a, a, we, we did this before for a different dynamite. We're going to be live watching a dynamite. Yeah. Cool. And we're using a YouTube channel where they air the entire episode, but it has French uh, voiceover. Yeah. But I looked it up. I was like, man, the, the, name, of the, the name of the service is called Toonami France. I'm like, what is that? And I looked it up, and it says it serves like cartoons and video games. And so, this, and, and us. Yeah. So like this – so like what does that say about us? That's right. what I'm working right. on. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that AEW – like Time Warner execs believe that AEW creates a bump and they're looking for something to fill that post-AEW programming. And I think they found it, and it's uh, more AEW content. <laughs> so. Yep. All Access is going to be the name of the show. Uh, It'll come on right after Dynamite. They did this once before with Roads to the Top, but that was more of like a like a newlywed slash Real Housewives type style show. That's a better comparison. Yeah, yeah, where this is more like Total Divas, where where they're going to have the male and female, um, you know, principals of the of AEW, and they sort of are involved in the goings on of AEW. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how closely tied it will be. I don't know if it'll be comedic, it'll be dramatic. I'm, like, I remember NXT Breaking Ground. Do you remember that one where William Shatner narrated it? I like, mean, that was, it was I, very dramatic. I've forgotten details I of it, but I have a memory of it, you know? It was more, like, serious. Like, yeah. oh, I hope you don't get cut kind of thing. Whereas, uh, whereas like, Total Diva is, is a lot, and the Total Bellas is a whole lot more, like, zany and weird and reality television show s like they have these producers who are kind of known for stuff that's on tlc no surprise um but we'll we'll see what um what pops up i mean judging by the things we've seen you know we'll have couples adam cole and Britt baker um uh, ty Timelo and sammy guevara um probably a couple of other things um i have to think the fight will be brought up in some yeah, way. Yeah, like that was a thought when I first heard about it. Is like, okay, how long have they been taping for this? Yeah, like my mind immediately went to all out, and I think that's kind of like a hook at least for the beginning of the show. Is like, people are going to want to see like, okay, what do they actually show? You know, so yeah, it's I mean, so like, let me see what they had. But yeah, Cole Baker, Guevara, Con- uh, Ty Conti, the Young Bucks, Soraya. I mean, they could do the whole like trying to come back from retirement thing. Yep. Wardlow, Eddie Kingston, and Tony Khan himself—I I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> this, this poor dude takes a beating on social media. I feel like I feel like there's a legion of people who are bound and determined to hate AEW, and I feel like he gets a lot of unfair criticism, but a very, very fair one. As this guy should not be an on screen presence. <laughs> like he's... Yeah. So there was so this is kind of the general quote is that we're always looking for new ways to engage with fans and give them unique access to our incredible talent. With the new series, they'll be they'll have a chance to peek behind the curtain into their lives into the lives of favorite wrestlers like never before, to show the human side, some of these larger life figures, blah blah blah. So basically they're kind of looking into like the reality perspective of wrestling. So it's not a third hour dynamite. I yeah. thought that's what it was going to be at first. Yeah. Um I had asked that before for, of you and I've asked that before when Steve filled in and they were both nays like they, they you both thought it was a bad idea yeah. if they asked a third hour dynamite. Um the one blurb that came out of the press release that had a little f- a few of the stands jumpy was the one about how the fan base brings in more than four million viewers to TBS every Wednesday night and they were like no it doesn't <laughs> you know? right right what it turned out to be is like if they watched one minute of it they, they counted it yeah. You know, which is. Listen, I mean, that's what advertisers care about. That's and what like, Netflix does. I don't, yeah. I don't get too caught up in those numbers because that's like that's like a whole other language in the corporate America world. Those people mm-hmm. know that even those minutes equal more money somehow, and yes. if they want to sell, and if they want to buy, and if they want to. Spend money based off those metrics. Whatever. I don't care. As a wrestling fan, I hope every company, including WWE, makes a bucket load of cash. Like, I want wrestling to succeed. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm game for it. Long story short, I'm game for it. Am sure. I excited about the show? Not really. But, like, if they, if they can win me over with, like, some Im- deeply embedded type of narrative that's connected to AEW. And it's kind of strings along with what's going on on Dynamite. Okay, maybe I'll be invested if it's just some like kind of like drama that happened six months ago and we retell it stuff. I'm not a, I'm not a huge reality fan. I know you like reality and television more than I do. So. Yeah, but I'm more of a reality like I like reality game shows like Survivor, Big Brother. Like I'm yeah. Not, this like, ain't a, a game show. Total this ain't Gimas, the NXT. like yeah. Real Housewives type person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's a funny thought I had. What if they bumped Dynamite from nine to eleven? and All Access was 8 to 9, but the first episode was just John Moxley making his entrance, and it takes him an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and then at, eight, at 9 o'clock he finally, he finally hits I the do, arena. I do like the fact that they've been doing the picture-in-picture picture with John Moxley doing his entrance. Yes, like they're that's finally pi- figuring out, like, okay, picture-in-picture picture should be done at these times. Like, yes. Uh, they're, they're starting to play around with it. Yeah. Like, there was there was one weird one actually it was like totally different it was um it was actually raw where Baron Corbin attacks Sami Zayn mm-hmm. and they had the entire beatdown happen picture in picture and it was like what <laughs> like it was just it was just weird but like that's 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 a whole other thing they got WrestleMania going on and yeah. great but um the. Yeah, like we're getting, they got, a, they're gonna add this, I believe, in the month of March. They didn't say when. The one part they did tag to it is that because Adam Cole is sort of like one of the main people on that reality show, he has said that um, the day that it launches, will he will yeah. he will do his return match. It's probably won't, so it won't be at Revolution, right? Yeah, which uh, Revolution is coming up this weekend, Andrew. And um, yeah, exactly. So what we thought we'd do is um, we're going to do a match-by-match kind of preview. Andrew's sort of taking the reins tonight because I'm watching on my phone because as we're previewing, we're also going to be live watching going back uh, in time a little bit uh, to not the go-home show for Revolution, but the week before. That was sort of like uh, just a personal preference. Yeah, it was like like a a mega event show. Yeah, and it's got Cody in there, and if we kind of drift into some WrestleMania discussion, that's a nice Mm -hmm. natural lead. Um, But we're going to watch, if you want to go on YouTube and watch with us, we are on, uh, again, the account is Toonami France. It's T-O-O-N-A-M-I France. We're going to be watching AEW Dynamite episode 20. In Francais. Uh, yeah, all Francais. <laughs> I think our announcers are Frenchy Martin, Rene Dupree, and Dino Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's from the afterlife. Yeah, this, yeah. this show happened in the afterlife. <laughs> Listen, it's all access, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, we we were kind of going back and forth between this one and the and the one that actually actual happened—the yeah. dynamite before revolution. The one thing I always remember about that revolution, well, actually, two things. Number one it was a leap year so um it was actually on February 29th which only happens every four years so I remember that number two it was the last really big show before COVID I know Elimination Chamber happened but this was better yeah you know and then COVID hit and yeah things got weird so that go home dynamite that we're not watching that had Kenny Omega versus Pac in was it 30 minute Iron Man match 30-minute Ironman Man. Match. It's a yeah. phenomenal match. Great Anybody match. wants to go that one, it's episode 21. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but, I mean, um, this, you, you kind of stumbled on this YouTube account. It's got, like, gosh, the first, what, year and a first half year, of Dynamite. Yeah. yeah, year, year and a half. Then it goes to recaps, and I guess the contract ran out or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> It's basically, this is like the Adult Swim of France. Yeah, right? Adult <laughs> Swim? Did, did, did you hear that MLW is now on reels? Uh, the channel Reels. Oh, I think it meant, like Instagram Reels. <laughs> I'm like, wow, those are short <laughs> matches, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know much about it. Um, I, d- I know this. Um, Reels has just made a deal with Peacock to put their content on there. But remember, they had that lawsuit that happened Um, where uh WWE, because of their association with Peacock, MLW won't be on Peacock, mm. even though it's on Reels. So okay. they're kind of blocked. So you got to have Reels. To is watch him Jacob Fatu still in that company, I believe so. That Alex Hampers, I yeah. believe, is still there too. Jacob Fatu's a guy that I've just seen like highlights of, and that guy seems nuts. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's built like Fatu, but like moves like I wouldn't say when, Ray Phoenix. When but. they <laughs> brought up when they, I know this is not a WWE podcast. We have others for that, but um, oh. when they brought up Solo Sokoa, I thought that was gonna be Jacob Fatu's spot. Mm, okay, yeah, I mean that I made sense. A, right, right. So, So. but, but, Dad, this is before all the craziness. We got crowds. We've got like, and this is also the stretch where. I felt like Tony Khan was getting into his groove as a booker, like yeah. in the very beginning. Yeah. Like things started to really fall into place. Hangman. It's kind of weird because he's back into this mode, you know, feuding with Moxley when they're going to have which I which I predicted and then took back, and I wish I hadn't taken back because <laughs> you Texas, were right originally. <laughs> a Texas Death Match. I thought it was going to be a lights out match. So, but he's kind of doing the same routine where he's like angsty. Yeah. Um. But he's definitely in that emo cowboy mode here at this stretch when we for the dynamite we're watching. Yeah, So we're going to fire this up in just a second, and we're going to go over this year's Revolution card. Uh, like I said, match by match, and there might be some late additions. Perfect timing for me to say that we have a, what we call a dark dynamite on this show. We tape on a Tuesday, drop on a Friday. There's always a dynamite that happens in our blind spot, and uh, there might be some things. There are people, Andrew, you told me what you think is going to happen, and I've seen other people who think that too. We'll get to that when we get to that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there might be something big happening at this dynamite. Uh, so if you're expecting us to talk about it, well, it hasn't happened yet. so <laughs> yeah, and a lot of well, they I don't want to call it watering down, but two things two matches that have been put on the the revolution show. They got dropped down to dynamite. But, mm-hmm. I mean, one of them, that we'll talk about it when we get to it, the ladder match. Like, that could be a slam dunk of a match, yeah. you know? I, I, we'll I take that as with a great sigh of relief that they took some matches off because, like, if I have a major criticism about AEW pay-per-views is there's so much. Like, there are always too many matches. They're always they literally long. just started Ring of Honor tapings and Steve Willie messaged me because he's the Ring of Honor aficionado. These are two-hour shows, Jordan, on the Honor. <laughs> There's no fucking way I'm watching it. I have now, I I told you, I said, I where's my line of demarcation? Where is the point where I'm like, I cannot do this anymore? I have reached that point. I am not going to watch weekly Ring of Honor programming. Yeah. I'm not going I to do totally it. I am totally content in being in it. They could have a five-star match in Universal Studios Soundstage 19. I will not watch yeah. it. <laughs> i watch like a five-star, but yeah. Uh, I'll let somebody else watch it and rate it first. But yeah, I'm totally with you there. For me, it's win-win. Like, It's nothing that I'm going to miss, and I... Genuinely think that getting the Ring of Honor stink off the off the Dynamite product has been nothing but a benefit so far. Um, so yeah, have it up, make them four-hour shows. I don't care. I'm I mean, do listen. It'll lead up to SuperCard. It'll lead up to whatever is next. Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Like it gives them a gives them a routine. Do the does the talent feel happy about it? I don't know. Right. They're getting paid. Right. I saw Chris Daniels know? had a match on the first taping. So. Is his eyeball back? <laughs> Dude, I don't think it is. What is wrong with that guy? So the story is that he got poked in the eye in a match, and the it, it got filled up with blood, which happens. Yeah. You know? And it just – they just can't get the blood out. It's like the Cowboy Bob Wharton injury of but for an eyeball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and it's real. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh, that's so cool. But But yeah, that's, that's what happened to Christopher Daniels. But yeah, it's very weird. He actually showed up in a promo where MGF was trying to pay him off to talk shit yep. about Brian Danielson, and Daniels was like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then you know what happened after that. Yeah. Got his other eye <laughs> poked. Um, all right, you want to get this Dynamite started, this live watch? Absolutely. All right, so if you have it queued up on your YouTube and you want to listen and watch along with us, we'll do some commentary on what we're watching, but at the same time, we're going to talk about... This year's revolution, I think it'll be a nice little comparison from a couple years ago pre-COVID to where we're at now. So we're going to start in three, two, one. I'm on pausing. And we've got our old dynamite intro with the paint color spray. Sean Spears already on there. Sammy Guevara with his ugly bear costume that yeah, we'll never see. oh seen. gosh, that thing was so goofy. It'll be well, a- it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch it because it's like it's like anything. It's like when Hell in a Cell first started, and they would do like recaps of it leading up to the next show, and it yeah. was like we didn't have a lot. There wasn't a lot of inventory, right? So, like you're kind of in the, like the early portion of it, so they're kind of you basically know you you're at you're at year zero. Like you know you've seen everything. Well, even like you know? they have the bloody Dustin Rhodes. In there, And was that from an AEW show, or was that all in? Which one was that? When D- Dustin Rhodes is bleeding a la Stone Cold. That was double or nothing. Okay, okay, never mind. I was thinking that was that the... an AEW show, but you're right. Yeah, so they're starting with the Tag Team Battle Royale. Yeah, just like what um... we'll have this week, which hey, I think that's a perfect <laughs> time to jump into that. So one of our matches at Revolution this year... Oh, I've got an ad already. That sucks. One of our matches at Revolution this year is um, uh, the Guns are defending against the Acclaimed... Jeff Jarrett and i Singh, and a fourth team to be named later. Although by the time this episode airs, we'll have that fourth team because there's another tag team battle royal this week at Dynamite. Andrew, <laughs> who you got uh, for the for the one coming up? Yeah, for the fourth spot. It would be so easy to pick the Luchas. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's Aussie Open because it felt like Aussie Open got very easily dumped in the first one. I thought um, so too. I was surprised by that. Man. I'll say so every casino ro- battle royale has a wild card. Yep. Um a joker, I mean. Yeah. And I think the joker will be FTR okay. and they'll win. Yeah, so that's kind of been a thing that's been brewing for a minute now is Dex has really like been stoking some some flames on Twitter. And okay. uh, have you followed like what he did with the the Observer Awards? No, but I heard – I did see the quote where you said, listen, if they call, we'll go. Yeah. You know? So the the this is where a lot of people are like, okay, they're staying. Oh, big dive spot where everybody goes down there. Yeah, and why the fuck is that guy dressed like Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm looking in the ring for a guy like that. I'm like, oh, the guy in the crowd. <laughs> I, you know what? I just realized that there was that movie that came out called Scoob.
1: And oh, okay,
0: yeah. I, I'm just remembering this. It was supposed to come out, that's Jack Evans, he's not there anymore, yeah, Jack Evans and he's awesome. about to get he's dumped. he's not this match but, anymore <laughs> either. <laughs> 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 and um, it was going to be coming out in theaters just like Trolls um, Trolls 2, mm-hmm. and COVID hit. So what happened is, everybody rented Trolls and Scoob because kids were like locked yeah, up in the house. Trolls. Yep. To with them. Yeah, right, Trolls. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, what was that other crappy one that was on Disney Plus that they dumped there because it was a terrible movie? Oh. Um. Was it R- oh, I'm forgetting. You know what I'm talking there about. There was like Raya the Last Dragon, but I don't think that was it. No, no. This was like a live-action thing, and it was so, so bad. Yeah. Um, it was based on a book, and it was really, really bad. There's Jungle Boy just doing the road dog where he right. hangs on the post. Oh, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, my guess is the whoever the Joker is. Yeah. It'll be a legit surprise. So to go back to the FTR thing, basically what happened is the Observer Awards came out. and Big shock, like Wrestling Observer, Reader's... Voted AEW guys to win a lot of the awards, and AEW's Twitter started saying like, "Congratulations to John Moxley wins Wrestling Observer's Wrestler of the Year." Congratulations to so and so wins Wrestling Observer, and they didn't do a tweet congratulating FTR for winning Tag Team of the Year. Mm -hmm. And they did a tweet where they said, "Congratulations to the Briscoes for winning Feud of the Year." but the feud was the Briscoes against FTR, so, like, AEW's Twitter account intentionally did not mention They're FTR. ghosting them. And yeah. Dax replied, like, quote-tweeted it all, and to to a lot of people, that's like, oh, okay, they're coming back. So, mm-hmm. I'm still not so sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they stay or Orko, honestly. Like, I think it's 50-50. I'm I don't saying. think they know. I agree, yeah. Um, I do think we'll know... I I do think if they come back they they it won't be till April. I think that they might get it done sooner rather than later. So you don't see them doing like a, a one-off? Not necessarily. Um, and, and okay, I'll, so I'm watching the mask guys. This has got to be Silver and Reynolds. Oh, it's definitely John Silver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just his arm just went up. It's definitely John yep. Silver. <laughs> um, I will say this with the tag team battle royal: if they don't do a a Joker spot. I think it's going to be the best friends that win. Oh, there's Evil Uno okay. in the crowd. Evil Uno, recent main event wrestler uh, of a million. Evil Uno is a ratings draw, like Yeah. <laughs> it made over. This was the first, uh, like when I get to the ratings part here, it was the most watched Dynamite uh, since October 5th. And the main yeah. event was John Moxley versus Evil Uno. Dude, Evil Uno bleeds buckets. Yeah. Evil Uno bleeds yeah. buckets now. He's wearing a mask, yep. but what happens is Moxley gets him in the bulldog choke, and like, he just starts a lot out of him. You could see the blood just squirting out of his yeah. head like a melon, it and was it's like Ugh. gross. Yeah. Then, then, then Hangman jumps him at post match, and Moxley does a gusher, yeah. and he had—I mean, this is one of the most memorable closing shots I've ever seen. John Moxley looking like a monster. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dark I Order... I know, Angelico's in, the... Angelico's in the match. It's boring me, too. Yeah, he's in, he's in his <laughs> Halloween costume. Dark Order, and <laughs> a feud that no one remembers. Um, we got the Bucks in here still. Did you watch uh, Bucks versus Aussie Open on Rampage? I did. It was eighteen minutes long. It was really, really good. It good. Um, now it gave me a real identity of Aussie Open because, like, yeah. now I know Mark Davis is the big guy, Kyle Fletcher's the flyer, but they're really good, man. Yeah, they are, and it, not just and Will Osprey's guys. You know, like they're establishing yeah. themselves. But I think a lot of people see them come in and like see that as a sign that Osprey might might be headed that way. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, some people would call it standard young bucks, but I mean, did I felt like I was watching versions of what the Bucks would adapt to that. Made me think, man. Aussie Open, they they can do some really good stuff of yeah. their own. Yeah, because you know? like you said, they they have that bigger guy too. So it's like it's not all just sprinters. It's they got a base they can work with, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like the Claudio style. Man, Seema was I, I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's uh, a couple guys we haven't seen in a long time: Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, yeah the best, the yeah. best. We haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> What's the update? I have not heard an injury update on him in a long time. Um, another one who I randomly saw. I don't know if they're eliminated yet or not in this crazy thing. But um, um, Frankie Kazarian is definitely an Impact. We talked about the before. Oh, Scorpio yeah. Sky might be going with him. That's okay. the story. Okay. Yeah. he's. This is the other one that came out from Fightful. He's been cleared for months, Scorpio Sky. Really? Okay. They just yes. don't use him. They just don't use him. Yeah. it's It's tough. Like... I, I understand the criticism like that so many guys aren't used but they don't have the hours like WWE has. They just don't like No, they, I know Ring of Honor was the purpose for that, but yeah, here's the thing. You're doing batch tapings. So you're using the same roster. Right. Like it's the same guys. You're not like revolving them like day to day to day and having a whole bunch of different people get looks. Right. Well gosh, even Luchasaurus as we see him there, like he has not been seen. Since Jungle Boy put him away, you know, like I don't. Know I if he's wonder the if the mass thing is the reason. It could be, yeah, the lawsuit. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, yeah, the butcher and the bleed. Butcher looked great in that ta- in the first tag team battle. Royale. He did, yeah, he looked really good. And they 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 released a graphic, and it looks like it's basically all the same teams. <laughs> that we're in the first one. Like, it was like, oh, you lost. Here's a, It's like round robin. It's right. like, oh, you lost. Here's another chance. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, while we're on it, while we're on a tag team battle, I guess let's offer our predictions. You think whoever the Joker is is the winner we'll there. Win. I'll yeah. side with you on that because I think, like, they don't bring a Joker in to have them lose. If, for some reason, they don't have a Joker, I think the best friends take it because we've it, seen it, it, that. And the way of I'll Vietnam. go is uh, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta is the way I'll go. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, just... Um, and then as we get to the show, I mean, do the guns retain? Is this like a a sustained thing? Or let's do a couple options. FTR wins. Yeah. And they get in the title match. Do they beat the guns for the title? No. Okay. Um. So then do you think the guns retain who, against whoever? Yes, I think they will retain. Okay. Or Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal sneak in and get it. <laughs> See, man, I've been loving Jeff Jarrett. I don't know that I love him with a belt. <laughs> You know, I like, know, because it'd be like, like here's the thing: Jeff Jarrett's not uh, on the chase. Like, right. Je- also, I got to give credit to Jeff Jarrett. He wrestled because we talked about this because the news had just dropped about the death of Jerry Jarrett, his dad. Um, he wrestled the next day. Yeah, and he didn't have to do that. And that battle royal was pretty fun with the Jeff Jarrett stuff, and then Trent kind of getting that hero shine at the end, only to fall a little short. Yeah. Um. Friends terrific, man. Yeah, I've but, always liked them. Okay, my super hot take. I think if they're in, I think the best friends win the tag title, and that's why the guns got it to transition from the acclaimed to someone else because they don't okay. the best friends to beat the acclaimed. Because if, if the acclaimed get too hot, then they're going to be mad that anybody loses. Right. So they were trying to get the belts off of them. I mean, quicker than that. Right. I mean, I, I think they're believers in the guns, and I don't think the guns are like a bad choice. No, um, not. they don't. I, I feel the same, like, eh, I, don't, I was about to say Jinder Mahal, but that's kind of, that's mean. Um, <laughs> they're more in the vein of like, um, remember the Fashion Police? Yes, yeah. Like, if they wanted, it's kind of like that, like, their ceiling's not high, but they are entertaining. To me, they're like, if Too Cool would have won the tag titles before Rikishi, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, when they were just like the dorky rapper guys, kind of. Right like They're competent in the ring, and they kind of had a little reaction, but they clearly weren't like tippy top guys in the division. It's just a thing where yes. like the tippy top guys in the division were all chasing him, and they just kept escaping right so. but this battle royals uh not bad, not bad at all, right now, I'll tell you what was not bad, but not great. The first dynamite or the dark dynamite that we had in Laredo, I didn't think it was a good show. Yeah, it was one of the worst Dynamite. The, the one Phoenix, where Ruby Soho so and Britt Baker and Tony Storm were the main event. I just didn't think it was a good show at all. Yeah. The one after that that took place in Phoenix, Arizona, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, the Phoenix one was really good. The Laredo one was – it was rough. I mean, even the crowd was kind of small. Like, it just – A lot of blood in the uh, Texas Tornado yeah, match. That match was fine, but even that, like, it was fine. But I wouldn't – like, if you're listening to us and you're like, oh, should I go watch it? No, nah, nah, not really. No, nah, you could skip. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for like, now, I don't even think the best match was on Dynamite. I think it was Kenny and the Bucks versus A.R. Fox at top flight in that rematch. Yeah, with the basketball where, stuff. With the basketball, listen, I hated it because it's like it gives a comedy gimmick unnecessarily to the match. Sure, okay. Sure. But A.R. Fox doing three straight no hands plotches with a basketball in his hand Dude. is pretty amazing. <laughs> Dude, he's so crazy. Dude, uh, I can't shoot gum and hold basketball at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> I coach seventh and eighth graders. Let me tell you a story, real quick. Uh, totally unrelated to the podcast, but listen, we're just we're just watching <laughs> wrestling, man. I coach seventh yeah. and eighth graders. Last night we were in our playoff game, and if we won, we went to we go to the title game. Tie game, twenty seconds left. Other team has the ball. They drop a play, miss. We get the rebound. <coughs> our guy outlets it. I glance at the clock. There's five seconds. Ball's in the air. One of our players catches it. So I just scream, "Time out! Time out! Time out!" Refs don't hear me. My guy streaks to the hole and hits a layup as the buzzer goes, and we win. But I had called a timeout. The other mm-hmm. coach went ballistic, rightfully so, <laughs> because mm-hmm. the refs didn't give me my timeout that I called for. I could have cost our team the game winner. But we're in the that that happens all the time wow. in football, where they tries to freeze the kickers. Yep, but And the it's sometimes we it mean, works, sometimes Thursday. it doesn't. Oh, you won the championship? No, we play on Thursday, so. Oh, okay, yeah. hang on We won the game to go to the title. <laughs> well, oh, listen, you've, Is won this, more, uh... you've, won, you've won more games than the Pistons. Just right, remember right. that. <laughs> okay, so we've got best friends against LAX in here. Yeah, going one-on-one. Is this before or after the crazy, crazy, crazy match they had? before because that was in Daly's place. Yeah. Oh, the man. parking lot brawl. One of the best I, tag matches. I know. AEW. We um I I sound like a broken record for those who listen to the show. If not, I'm just going to say it. It's not the best match in AEW history. It's my favorite match yeah, in AEW. It's just so it's perfect. Absolutely insane. To me that match is a perfect uh a perfect picture of like what AEW represented to a lot of people. Correct. I I I agree. There's the old like uh, best friends uh, let me put you on my shoulder thing. Yeah. That they do for every battle. <laughs> Actually I think they did this in the They did. They did. Yeah. But um but like I can't imagine WWE doing a match like that. No. Ever. Not in the I years. can't imagine WWE doing the best friends. I can't imagine yeah, no. It's I can't imagine Trent Beretta's mom showing up at WWE TV <laughs> and, like. and giving the finger, yeah. Right. Right. Like once upon a time, maybe WWE would have done versions of this, but not that. Sure. So I've, I I agree. Like it's a good personification of AEW. So let me ask you this: Do you like this in AEW battle royals with tag battle royals? Do you like that both guys have to be eliminated? I do because I it, you too. feel because when one gets eliminated, the other has to leave. It feels like you left something on the table. Yeah, I don't like that either because right right now we've got LAX one buck. Uh, one tra- buck, yeah. Trent and the Butcher. So that's what um that's what they should call themselves when they go singles. Finally, the <laughs> one, one buck. buck, one buck, two <laughs> bucks. <laughs> the other buck, yeah. Well, um, I mean yeah, might call buck, them buck. <laughs> like I'm just looking at that. I'll tell you another one that was surprisingly good on the same rampage um in Laredo. Um, Dustin Rhodes and Swerve Strickland had a good match. Yeah, I mean it shouldn't be that surprising, but I get what you mean. Like Dustin Rhodes is kind of on the his retirement tour. Uh, yes, Keith Lee's back with silver hair, the silver haired Fox, Keith Lee. Yeah. And that weird, he, uh, you didn't see it, but he had a really weird robe going on, uh, on one of the promos with Dustin when they were trying to like tease, like, uh, maybe a tag match. Uh, so he's got a whole nother like gimmick going on that they're putting together. Um, Keith and Swerve is not officially announced for the pay-per-view yet. Not yet. Uh, No, let's, let's do another, what's another match we can, we can preview. Um, So, they've got um, Samoa Joe and Bordlow. We already knew about that. We yep. talked about the guns, the, the four-way tag team match where we don't know the fourth opponent. Yep. Um, Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks, that's okay. going to happen. Did you like uh, how Ricky Starks sort of tricked Jericho into signing the contract? I thought it was sort of like. I like the way that Ricky sold it. I do too. I didn't like the logic of it because it made Jericho look stupid. Yeah, see, I don't mind making a heel look stupid sometimes, you know, like... Okay. Because it, like, it showed that Ricky, like, set out to outsmart him, and he did. You know, I thought that was uh-huh. kind of clever. Uh, and it was an interesting way to get to a match that, like, really has no reason to happen again. Like, Ricky Starks has already beaten him. hmm um, You know, so... So he kind of was like, oh, well, if you're afraid, I, I understand. Right. <laughs> like, well, I've moved on from you, and I'll do an open town. Poor pretty Peter Avalon. He just wanted to get on Revolution. He just wanted that pay-per-view check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well listen, and, uh, Andrew, and, uh, this is a dark Maybe he gets, and... maybe he gets a clean win. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I know Jericho is wrestling pretty Peter I mean, this would be a loss to Action Andretti. Yeah. Yeah. Who they yes, seem to be the... they seem to be kinda of done with him, huh? Who's that? Yeah, Action Andretti. Uh, it, I think they got a match, they had a match where on Rampage where Sammy beat Sammy him. Sammy beat him, so like... Um, so, I, I mean, he's been on Dark and Dark Elevation winning matches, for what it's worth. Uh, So, <laughs> I guess he's kind of in that tier where it's like, we believe in you, but, you know, like, w- let's, like, pump the brakes on, like, pushing you to the moon. We're not gonna give you the rocket, the right. rocket ship. I mean, yet. it was a cool moment with Jericho putting him over, but there's no real follow-up. And, I wouldn't even say no follow-up, but, like... It just didn't sustain, you know, they tried to keep him around and he just didn't click, you know. There was one move in the uh, Sammy-Andretti match that blew my mind. Uh, Sammy gave action Andretti. It looks, it looked like a, you know how a gut wrench suplex starts? Mm -hmm. It turned, he turned into a spike pile driver. Jeez. Midair. Like, I mean, he was fine. But it was like, eww, like it yeah. looked like a burning hammer almost. Yeah, Evil Uno gave Moxley two pile drivers, by the way, <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a six-minute <laughs> match. <laughs> I mean, Evil Uno, I mean, for even though it was a short match, like they, they kind of went after it. Yeah, like it, you, you could tell it was like for him, it was like this is a rare chance for me to shine. And I think he took yeah. advantage of it. I think he, I think he looked good. Uh, physically, and he got pretty I, intense. Yeah, physically I wouldn't say he looked good. He should keep the singlet and not wrestle topless built like me okay you know <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i i think if this is a way to try to legitimize the dark order i i i'm fine with it yeah um i do. I, I don't know if they can continue with that it feels like hangman wasn't basically right like oh, that's a nice little blockbuster by santana but um mm-hmm. the um the the thing is that i don't know if this is something where it galvanizes hangman and dark order like Hangman seems to still be like not on the same page with Uno. I had a Silver th- Reynolds. I had a thought, and now I can't think of who. I had a thought that someone might debut and be like the 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 Dark Order leader, and okay. I, I can't think of who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so that adds nothing. <laughs> Um, but um, like oh, so, one of the best got, super kicks ever on Sammy Guevara. By the way, I know absolutely fierce. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fierce. Like instant replay super kick. Mm-hmm. But um, the the thing is, like Jericho versus Starks, I can see Jericho getting the win back. Is what I say. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. yeah, and and it's no slight to Jericho. It's just right. that you know you would like to see it. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Ricky wins again. Right, as the Unbucks win this battle royal, and um, which which led them to a title shot. Who were, at the time the champs were Hangman and Kenny, and yep. probably greatest match in AEW history right yeah. now. Speaking of great tag matches, like I just saw a highlight of that today on Twitter, and it's like, man, it's like, so freaking good. Like just yeah, so many moments. Like when Kenny kicks out at one of like the the golden trigger or whatever it's they call it. Yes, this. yeah, just ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> um. You want to talk a little bit about the Kenny stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so some rumors are um, that the WWE is now some of these <laughs> some of these rumors are almost backhanded compliments like WWE is interested in Kenny but like they don't view him as this top commodity like Cody who we see walking with Brandy and uh, his dog. <laughs> um so or it's kind of like this weird thing, like where the WWE is interested in Kenny, but uh, by the way, they don't think he's like a tippy top guy. It's such a weird report, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, so this this is where it's going now. He just did a podcast with Ren- Renee Paquette where he finally opened up about all a brawl out. Yep. Um, not, I mean, I don't think really much came of the the answer that he gave Renee, and I don't think people were expecting it. It was just more in the vein of like it was a bad moment, and uh, I just hope everybody is better from it and blah blah blah. But the story that came out through, um, I want to say Fightful got it first, is that Kenny's contract um, is coming up. Yeah. Now the story is whether or not Tony Khan can find um a loophole to add the injury time of which kenny missed nine months of action in order to tack onto the end of the contract to make sure he doesn't leave until nine months after the deal would have been up one way or another jordan this tells me kenny wants to at least take a break or leave aew yeah that's what it tells me yeah not necessarily go to wwe wwe offers a ton of money uh We'll see. But, like, I am just curious to see, like, what Kenny's thoughts are. I mean, so one of the big hang-ups for me, and obviously it's not a huge deal because Carl Anderson just showed it, but Kenny's not just an AEW champion right now. He's holding, He holds a New Japan title right now as well, you know. Um, yes. So him leaving AEW doesn't, I think, automatically <clears throat> lock him into WWE. Um, I mean, maybe he goes back to, to New Japan exclusively. I don't know. I don't really know. Um, I do think this is, I mean, gosh, this stuff has been discussed to death, but it feels like with the Bucks and Kenny, and I follow them on Twitter, and again, we could all just be getting worked big time, it feels like they, they kind of lost their love for, for AEW with this whole thing, even if they are the ones that got brought back on TV and stuff, it just feels like they're kind of like, eh. there's eh. Di- there's a disconnect. Yes. Yes. Yeah, as, as as wait, well, I can't remember if Britt Baker turned heel by this point. I want to say yes because it was on the Jerry cruise before this, where he called Tony Schiavone a shitty barista yeah. at Starbucks, <laughs> which gave the awesome meme of Tony of Tony Schiavone going, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, all right, back to Omega. Uh, yeah. the the thing with that is that he. Tony Kenny Omega is not young. I want to say he's no. thirty nine or yeah, thirty eight years old. Young. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Every match he's had so far on television since he came back, he's looked great. His match with Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom got rave reviews. So I know that he can provide. You know, like if he goes to WWE, I am pretty sure just based on his talent alone, he can get over. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about that. Um, I I don't know. He is, like I said from the first point, I just don't know what Kenny wants. He's a weird cat. He like, is. I He's... don't know what he wants. That's that's one of the things that I think doesn't get talked about enough is that Kenny Omega is just a weirdo. Like legitimately yeah. just... He loves video games. Yeah. He, loves, he loves Japan. Yeah. Like it, It's just something that's that he just... His interests are not necessarily in the mold of like where can I get the most money. Right. I agree with know? that. But yeah, I agree with you. There is a bit of a... um. There was definitely a rough patch with this whole fight that happened where you have top guys literally fighting each other over control of, like, the locker room. Right. And I don't think, even though they say everything's been papered over, it really is. Well, to this day, yeah, to this day, there's still things, like, I saw something on Twitter, I feel like I've mentioned Twitter a million times, but, like, somebody just pointed out that, like... Jungle Boy liked a tweet, I think it was Jungle Boy, someone random, like, Jungle Boy liked a tweet that kind of buried CM Punk, so, like, there's still divided lines. Yeah, CM Punk kind of, like, slid into a reply mm-hmm. where someone said he should stay retired, he said, ha, huh, I'm gonna wrestle again just to, just to piss you off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Lord knows where it's going because it, that came from a quote tweet involving Mark Henry on Busted Open where he basically said, if I ran AEW, I'd bring it back, and I wouldn't even ask him to apologize. That's what it was, and then someone replied to that and said, like, he assaulted someone, and that's the tweet that Jungle Boy liked. That's okay. So. I know. It's, and and all, the one thing Kenny did say that was revealing is that because of legal reasons, he claimed no one will ever know the truth, Yeah, which I – to be truthful – I mean, we are in the land of shoot interviews. Someone's going to spill the beer. <laughs> right, right. Someone is going to say what happened, right? Um, I, I still think Brandon Cutler has footage of it. <laughs> I, he probably I, does. I stand by that story. By the way, I miss Chris Statlander. She was like a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, she's she, always um, she's, derailed by injuries. Less tattoos here, a little, <clears throat> a little like uh, stronger, like not stronger, but um, yeah, definitely like um, definitely had some like. Uh, muscle to more muscle tone to her. She light. She was a lot lighter when she came back from the first knee injury. Then she hurt it again. Unfortunately, alien gimmick is so goofy. Yeah, with the boop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're doing these. Di- you, you can see the location. The future location. <laughs> with, with his this name spelled wrong. <laughs> So yeah, clearly Doctor Britt Baker. I remember why Britt Baker was on commentary for this. She injured her knee earlier, uh, like the week before, so she wasn't going to be able to um, perform at Revolution. I want to say. Gotcha. So you're, so you're she, in a boop off all of a sudden. Yeah, was Sha- is this Shauna McKenzie? Is this who that is? Uh, yeah, I don't think they had McKenzie though. I think they just called her Shauna or Shayna. Or okay, I don't remember if she was at NXT. I I want to say yes. Yeah, but She's wearing like a Dragon she- Ball inspired outfit. Yeah, she looks like Mickey James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you know Mickey James is the is the knockout is the is the knockout champion right now? Uh, did you, you know, know that I Bubba Ray Dudley, did? Didn't she did did be- you know that Bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer are, are feuding over like spilt coffee in, in Impact? <laughs> Bro, I saw a video that apparently they wrote off Eric Young off TV by like legitimately killing his character. Like this Eric is what Don dad. Callis dude. Don Callis did this all the time. He killed off Mickey James. He killed Allie. Allie got her throat slit by accident. Um, and then there was another one who they just like like character wise, they just killed him. I think it was uh I think it was uh yeah, somebody got thrown on train tracks, right? Was it like that Game was Mickey Storm? James. That oh. was Mickey James. Uh Bobby, I can't remember Was it James Storm, Cowboy James Storm maybe? Yeah, I think it like pushed her on into the <laughs> train tracks. Like that's the one thing I actually do like about Impact. They don't give a shit. Right, they'll <laughs> they, do whatever, man. They'll, they'll just because, because no one's gonna watch it. But um, <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think Kenny's going to Impact. He was the Impact champion for a minute. But yeah. um, like I don't know what he's gonna do. That's my point. Like can he go to WWE? Of course, everybody right. can go to WWE and make money. And when I say that it's like a backhanded thing, like that they don't view him as a tippy top guy. I should clarify. I think they're right in that thinking. Like the thing is, like they don't view him like a Cody. I'm not a fan of Cody. I would take Kenny over Cody any day. But I understand the corporate mindset of seeing Cody as like, oh, we'll put this guy in a suit and send him on a bus tour to 50 cities. Like, yeah, that Cody is definitely, definitely better than Kenny Omega for that. Uh, and that's yeah. what WWE looks for, you know. Paul uh, Heyman actually had a pretty good promo where he talked about exactly that where he was like can you be the guy that carries the company not win the championship carry the company yeah like I and there is and to be fair there is a difference yeah like i could see some very viral cri- clips of kenny omega going on like Regis and Kelly isn't a thing, but like Michael Strahan and Kelly, whatever the show is now, and just being such a bizarre weirdo that it goes viral for all the <laughs> wrong reasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he he's just um he's yeah, his personality's strange. I'm sure he can be um a, a pleasant a pleasant person to talk to. Sure. But like as a wrestler, love him. I would miss him dearly. Um the thing is like you know, it, it's almost that same idea of, like, when John Moxley left the WWE, and you can't do the Shield. Um, now, it wasn't called World Shield Entertainment. It was World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, that's, but that's it is difference. all elite wrestling. So, like, what – does that mean that AEW has evolved from what was the original idea of it, which was what Cody and Kenny and the Bucks had I had envisioned of it? And do you think that they've been able to, like, continue that idea without needing the Bucks and Kenny actually on the roster? I mean, I think so, because they were forced to do that for a few months. And it was a flat product, but not because they were gone. Like, I think we saw that they have the talent to to lose those guys and, and be able to, to keep going on, you know? like Yeah, during the suspensions, and, right. And even now that they're back, they're really just a six-man tag act. like Yeah, they're in a bubble. They don't feud with anybody yeah, like, else. I like, mean, even the House of Black has kind of been like, oh, they're finally feuding with somebody else. Yeah, here's you know? our preview. Uh There's a six-man tag match. It's the Elite versus the House of Black, and basically the lights have gone off a couple times, and that's basically the story, you know? <laughs> Pretty much. And, and it's for those trios belts. I don't see them dropping it. No, neither do I. To be honest with you. So my hot take is, if this FTR thing is all in an Angle, I think we might see the return of FTR, and if, if Punk's really coming back, I think we could see it at Revolution post-match with, with House of Black, because it's such a bizarre match that has, like, no story, so maybe they just give him a match to really just have him get the crap kicked out of him. Right, well, or, like, a new member, yeah. you know, in the house, So you know? here's here's a random question. Like if if Punk and FTR come back, that's a massive story, right? Like, mm-hmm. do they kickstart something like that just a few weeks before WrestleMania, or do you think they would? Re- do you think it'd be wiser to wait until after WrestleMania? Like, I, I guess, would you rather try to steal WrestleMania hype or wait for the hype I- to go? I think the chances are about as small as that original AEW Women's Championship. <laughs> <But> <laughs> um, no, I don't see it. Like I just can't yeah. see Punk getting back into the fray. Um, and maybe they are holding out the fact that they don't really think that... They're, they're not sure that FTR is coming back. Not saying that it has to be a package deal and you can't do Punk without that. It's not that. Yeah. It's just that, that idea it works so well if you have all six collaborating together um and i think they do they have in terms of like discussions negotiations mending offenses i do think they have a ways to go they did get to a point with thunder rosa where they were able to get her back into the fold so i wonder if they're trying that out as a litmus test to see hey even though everything went to shit with CM Punk, maybe we can find a way to build a bridge to this. I think I hold out hope that FTR sticks around. Not because, like, oh, screw WWE. Like, it would suck for me if they go WWE just because I don't watch WWE. Um, But because if they're really leaving, then that means Dax's tweets are just bitter and sad. You know? And like, I guess I'm holding out hope that it's a work just because otherwise he's coming off like a bitter... Angry dude, when he should be like, like dude's not even working right now. He should be sitting at home with his family. And if he's legitimately twitty tweeting, mad that like a company's not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, um, he's talked about his struggles with the anxiety, and right? The yeah, anxiety, and that's a concern. And anxiety does that to too. You. I'm, yeah, I'm the person. I'm the first one to met- admit that. Like paranoia can really do some weird, mean shit to you. Right. And I'm not saying that's what. I'm not. I'm not trying to get in Dax Harwood's head, but. Yeah, like when you're away, it can really mess with you unless you're just the type of performer who just like screw the haters. Like you're you're able to rise above it all because you're just you're so good at what you do that you're able to perform at a high level regardless of the distractions. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are guys that can kind of get past that. But, you know, maybe, Jordan, there are some people in professional wrestling that can't get past that. Right. With Thunder Rosa, they finally were able to. Can they get to a point where she'll go back into a ring with them? I don't I don't really know, you know. But at yeah. least they're back together. I don't think they really need, need her, though. I, She's either. doing commentary for the Spanish version. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about the women. Nyla Rose is out as the women's champion. I guess is a well, as good a segue as, as ever. What's that? Speaking of speaking of this, uh, I have terrible news for you. Vicky Guerrero is not coming back to AEW. Oh my god, that's it. <laughs> Thirty-nine episodes is a good enough run, Andrew. I'm sorry. Caught <laughs> up the WrestleManias. We don't have to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Showcase the Immortals. <laughs> we did it. Dude, Nyla um, Rose is a big person and like holding that belt it looks like a weight belt oh it's such a tiny little belt like yeah it's it's like they designed the belt for rio and it's like design your belt and then pick a champion <laughs> they, they redid it thank god you know jamie hader has been the champion yeah. uh she's gonna be wrestling at revolution in a three-way yeah that's what i'm saying perfect segue because uh, jamie hader is wrestling uh, is she fighting rio in the dark dynamite rio's got a match against someone Rio is wrestling Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. That's right. Yeah. Um, the 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 Revolution one. She's wrestling a three way with Soraya and Ruby Soho. Yeah. How is Ruby Soho still getting on TV? Like, I think of all the people that can't get TV time, and this raggedy bum is <laughs> still on TV. <laughs> like, I guess oh, they never. view her as a needle mover. Yeah, like someone I, I who don't draws people in. Don't get it. Like. It, setting aside the men there's women that I would rather see like give us freaking Serena Deeb you know like I don't know I don't, it, I don't I, get the I mean we but we've appeal. seen that before we've seen like also ran um, women's division people get title matches on yeah. pay-per-view like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa and it didn't really do much yeah a lot of people would say that. It's because Thunder Rosa didn't do a good job of making the opponents look good. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. So this story, of course, is uh, Soraya and Tony Storm are kind of like these WWE bad guys. Uh, Jamie and uh, Britt Baker are originals, of course. And that's the feud. And Ruby's kind of caught in the middle because she's got the WWE ties, but she's not an a-hole. And so it's kind of a big will-she-won't-she type deal. Yeah, she's references. playing Switzerland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, what, what do you think? What's your prediction for that? Do you think Jamie retains? Do you think Ruby turns? What's your prediction? Um, I think we're just going to be in a holding pattern again with it. Okay. So Is that, is that a, Big swallow? Yes, it is. Wow. I, I just had a flashback. But um, the, I, I think that Jamie will retain. Okay. I, think I think Jamie so will retain. I don't think they're going to go with the big plan. I think Britt will be involved in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think that I don't think they're really angling into a Brit as a baby, baby face as much. Um, but I do think Soraya, uh, Soraya as a heel is pretty good, but she's starting to very closely get that x pac where all she does is flip people off and like, listen, it's, it's too, yeah, yeah. It, it's great that she can wrestle again. It's great that like her career's not over, but I got no interest in seeing her ever. Like never, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, big swole appearance, interesting. Yes, very. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not going with that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, I think we're in agreement that Jamie Hader retains there. Uh, I, like you said, holding pattern. I think we just, I think Ruby eats the pin. That's why she's there, and that might yeah. be, an, and that might be the impetus for her to turn heel. You know, is that she gets pinned by Jamie Hader, so then she turns on her later on. But I don't think right. we see it at the show. So okay. that's just my guess. But I think Jamie retains. I don't see a title change there. I don't see a title change with the Elite. Um, if they do change hands, you'll see all the rumor birds coming out saying, oh, the Elite are out. You yeah. know, and uh, I, I, I mean, the tag titles could go either way, but I see a retainment there as well, you know. Yeah, okay. I mean, so we we mentioned Joe Wardlow. Let's just keep with the titles like uh do you, do we see Joe drop the TNT title and become a Ring of Honor guy? Cuz there's that's, there's a that's Ring of Honor crazy. feud brewing for him. Right. Like I I think he's feuding with a God, is it Mark Briscoe? Yep, yeah. Mark Briscoe called him out. He, they're kind of like going with that. Um god, that could go either way. Like I could I see Wardlow and Joe just kind of going back and forth. What I'm hopeful for is that that the Darby, the Darby era or Stark, really reinver- reinvigorated Joe to be this badass monster, and so this version of when Joe and Warlow touch is going to be better. I agree, That's what I'm. If hope- you listen to our past episodes, we have not been high on Samoa Joe in his entire run, really in AEW, but these last few weeks getting to throw Darby around, he looks like the Samoa Joe of Ring of Honor and, like, that great Samoa Joe that used to be one of the top ten wrestlers in the world. Right, and so. they they had that war of a match, uh, the No Holds Bar one with Darby. Yep. So, I, it's not that. It's a standard match on paper, unless they add a stipulation on the Dark Dynamite we don't know about, but, um, uh, for the Warlow match, but, like, Warlow's kind of got that emotional tie of, like, um, you know, he cut, you cut, he cut the hair. cut my hair, Joe! <laughs> He cut my ponytail, and I grew my hair out for my dad because he had cancer. Yeah. So they kind of went with that. Um, and, I mean, it's an easy, like, emotional string to pull. Um, but at least it's better than what Warlow which was doing, which was nothing before that. Mm-hmm. So at least you're putting him in a spot where he can look good. Also, right. I think he won that Face of the Revolution ladder right. match uh, last, last year. year. Yeah. Lord knows who will win the next one. I mean, some of the combatants that come in, I'm like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, person. I think he did because then he just trounced Scorpio Sky because Scorpio Sky was trading it with Sammy around this time last year. And yes, he came in and just won won the belt pretty easily. Which, by the way, we got Jeff Cobb facing off against a pirate on this Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear a great story about John Moxley when he was on the Jericho cruise? Um, he wore the he wore the eye patch the entire time. <clears throat> that's kind of cool. that's kind of cool. Yeah, and Jeff Cobb has wrestled on. A W or Ring of Honor, like after this, yeah. On yeah, dude, I love Jeff Cobb. I would like to see him more. He's I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah, but this uh, was this time and it was out of nowhere. It was a forbidden door moment. Yeah, where it was like, like him oh, wow, because in- he wasn't signed there. Yeah, I liked him in Evolve. Uh, he's in New Japan now. I just I really like him. Oh, La Champion coming out. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the last glimpses of Le Champion because about a couple of weeks later he dropped it to Mox, yeah. which which is, I mean you talk about the set, like the most bittersweet way to end a pay per view was John Moxley hearing all the fans oh I got a ticket the yeah. whole thing I got yeah. a ticket uh, but <laughs> that was from the Cody feud but um yeah. he uh, Moxley when he wins and he celebrates and he says God I love this shit and then about two weeks later all the fans are gone and it's like yeah fuck. <laughs> sucks. <That> sucks. <laughs> it was just bittersweet but it was a great moment. I agree. Jake Hager still in the company. I'll tell you what shocked me. I saw a glimpse of Jericho being interviewed for this Dynamite in 2020, and Lexi Nair was there. I did not know Lexi Nair's been there for that long. Yeah, there's some people it's like you realize they've been there since the beginning. And I, I like, like and I like Lexi. I think she does a good job as an interview on Rampage. You know, um, yeah. the other part is that <laughs> the, there was a funny part where I think uh, Colton Gunn called um, called Lexi Renee. <laughs> Very casually. Um but yeah, that's pretty much the main part of that. Oh wait, there's one more match, right? Or two more two more matches Yeah, obviously we got the world title. Um Yeah. Trios, I think the elite retain. Uh I'm just gonna call I'm gonna say Samoa Joe Wins. Beats Wardlow, yeah. Okay, I will say the same, another retainment, yep. yeah. And I know this sounds really blasé of like, oh, no titles change hands, what a pay-per-view, blah. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes that's the story that needs to be told. I think that's you know? the one that's most likely to change hands, though, if it does. Because yes, he's got I the Ring of Albert. Honor TV title, you know, and they can, uh-huh. they could ship Joe to, to Ring of Honor if they want to. Um, yeah, so what, besides the main event, we've got another match, Correct. Correct. We it have the, this guy this is on the screen. <laughs> this is this is the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most because I know they're going to tear the house down. Yep. And that's Hangman Adam Page versus John Moxley in a Texas Death Match, yeah. round four, so to speak. Kind of. Yeah. It's weird because they're like, "Oh, I need to one up you. I need to get the tiebreaker." It's like, but it's three. You've yeah. had three. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. Moxley, Knox is winning two to one, but like It's like this is the blow off. Yeah, but if Hangman wins it's two to two.
1: Yeah. I did <laughs> I
0: did kinda like Hangman's explanation to Renee where he's kinda like, We're hitting each other with everything and he just kinda snuck one in like a coward. And it's like, but that's kinda Ooh. what you're supposed to be doing is winning the match. <laughs> like... You want to get really depressed? They're showing this, like, scrawl on yes, Wednesday, May MGM 27, Grand. 2020. They're going to be in the MGM Grand for Double or Nothing. Hey, no, uh, they're Spoiler not. alert. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't in the Legion Stadium. Double doing or stadium. Nothing. I'll take nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, upcoming dates, Detroit, Michigan, they're going back, baby. Yep, yep. They'll be back there in the month of May, I May believe. May 10th, I believe. Right, yeah. and, and they're going back, and they're not doing the thing where they kind of do the hand-me-down arena the next time around because they don't think they're going to get a bigger crowd. They're going back to Little Caesars. Listen, Andrew, my wedding anniversary is May 11th, so I think I know what to get my wife. <laughs> <laughs> tickets to dynamite and a scissor not, um, No New Orleans yet, but they are going to Austin, Texas right after Detroit. So maybe they're sneaking in some Southern Belt stuff for the summer. So, Andrew, no. if you were to buy your wife a wrestling piece of wrestling merchandise for an anniversary gift what would be the worst thing you could get oh the worst thing the best thing i would have said was earrings but um (laughs) she loves earrings but um the worst probably one of the shirts probably one of the shirts she would absolutely never wear the shirt again like ever like she would think or the foam hands yeah like the scissors foam hands yeah the scissors (laughs) foam. how are the acclaims so great and they just have the worst stuff to buy this was this was and I'm not saying this is the problem with AEW um but merch wise but like WCW had this problem their yeah. merch was outside of NWO the NWO shirt and then the the merch was trash yeah like uh, they had a cool um the Monday Night Jericho shirt was cool too mm-hmm but, but like yeah. their mains their main stuff that they pushed their video releases it was just so. Mm-hmm. blah yep like their magazine was blah. even their toys because like back in the day I collected all kinds of wrestling stuff and like I bought the wrestling figures and the WCW ones were just crappier looking than WWE you know what's funny about that so I always look around just to see the toys when I go oh, to yeah, you on shoot the me text tour, there. <laughs> and I found and I found this is the funniest first of all I found Cody again Cody will just stay there in perpetuity <laughs> the AEW Cody trophy will just stay there forever in his <laughs> suit just with his AEW microphone right. standing all by his lonesome. Uh and then there's MGF. Awesome. The best. Yep. You know. The 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 champion. And then Jake Hager. <laughs> <laughs> Without a hat. Yeah. <laughs> like how there's so many dudes that you can make toys of and like they make they make a Jake Hager. You may toy. want to fuck a Jake Hager. I'll still you know? my kids were super interesting toys when they were younger. Like, I'll still go down the aisles. Obviously my boys are grown now, but like the WWE toys, one, they're really expensive now, and I th- think it's because it's almost become a collector's line rather than a kids actually playing with it line. Yeah, they have like they have like changeable heads and hands. Have you seen that? Like where they've got yes, the different change- hands. Yes, interchangeable hands where yeah. his hands are not clenched, and then the new one where his hands are clenched. Yeah, <laughs> they need to make an acclaimed with exchange uh, interchangeable scissor hands. You know. <laughs> And then he have the vibrating head when you hit in <laughs> I will say, um, I know you're not a big fan of him, Big Bill. His locking oh, yeah. <laughs> scissorings was yeah. very. It was almost. It was almost too accurate. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's but, almost like he's in the mirror doing that. You know, in other ways. What's, what's <laughs> weird when I look at WWE toys, just to go back to that and ignore what you said about Big <laughs> Bill, is. They almost never have, like, current guys when I go to the store. It's, like, it's almost always Legends, which makes me think, again, that the toy line is they understand their buyers are, are collectors. Like, last time I was yes. at Target, it was, like, there was a China figure, a Mr. T figure. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, there's no way 10-year-olds want these toys. Junkyard dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but I look at them, and, like, I'm 43. I'm, like, oh, these are cool looking, you know? <laughs> So like, yeah, I, think they're I mean cool, the, the but... toys. The toys are amazing. Yeah, I think they're The really merchandise, cool. they the shirts, and at. the the shirts and the stuff. I I can go without. I mean, I'd rather do that than wear a giant ugly fucking Scooby Doo costume. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> Who still, do you think's gonna win that? Who do you think's gonna win the Texas Death Match? I still I got think, Hangman. I still think Hangman goes full heel, and okay. I think that's that's how he wins it. Um, yeah, I think Hangman goes full heel and wins it um speaking of merch though uh did you see the report that i think it was best buy best buy's website has the AEW video game like has a release they gave him they gave it a street date it's march 31st which is like a month from now which is kind of weird that there's no hype for the game at all like so they so they supposedly gameplay was sent to a con a convention oh okay i don't know if that's true or not but um so he got his video game and he bolts from the company (laughs) <laughs> typical. He's like my masterpiece and he wa- yeah, and he walks off. This the is my sunset. magnum opus. <laughs> the Omega Man walks off into the sunset, yeah, right. But um I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yeah, like I don't I'm not as in, inclined with like how the video game industry is and the buzz and such and such, but you know, if you're saying that not too many people talk about Fight Forever, then it probably lacks buzz. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um comparatively WWE I don't think their games have a ton of buzz but they try to generate it like they did they do roster reveals and stuff and it's kind Not of Not like... only that they're the the PR the agency that they do that 2K. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do great trailers. Yeah. They do. Like I like I know I don't know if you remember this one. The one they did with Sting and the violin was great. Mm-hmm. Um and the one they did with Steve Austin shoveling up something in the middle of the field was great. Like We talked about this with Lucha and his mask and like the NXT themes. Sometimes you gotta go outside of your in house department. This match is nuts by the way. I know it's a lot of heavy hitting like um fighting spirit stuff going on. Why has Jeff Cobb only been on Dynamite like four times ever? Like it's kinda crazy. And then when he when he came back he was teaming up with some guy named Khan. Yeah, great old Khan. (laughs) Great old (laughs) Khan. Great Nick Khan, Khan, I think. The great Nick Um (laughs) But like sometimes you have to go outside of your routine to like get really good content. You know? That's why I think Total Bell is worth. You know why? WWE doesn't produce it. Right. Does everybody know that? E produces it. Right. You know? Bonnie Hammer. They know how to run that shit. Right. You know, they know how to get the reality people. That's why they're that's why their reality stuff gets ratings. Um can oh there's the um there's, there's the there. trap pit. Um yeah. and here comes La Chapion uh but the like i don't know if that's gonna happen with aew we'll see you know it's a good gateway with all access i I think it's just a good idea and i honestly too like we talked earlier and i don't want to go back to that topic but about how the bucks and kenny almost seem checked out like this is something that i think the bucks would thrive at like they've been doing being the elite for years and like they're so good at it like Say right. what you want about the Bucks in Ring like I'm not a hater at all I love them but their being the elite stuff is so clever and creative so a show that kind of could format that way seems like that would ring all check all their boxes and you know they're going to be a part of it according to the press release. Okay. So if they're saying that in the press release and that clearly means that in the pilot they're in it. Right. Right. Now again the timing of when it was filmed mm-hmm. if the Bucks are involved and they were involved in You know, then something's going to be talked about. Oh no, lights are out. Here comes Malachi Black. Who's it coming? Where's Malachi? Is it it Jack Black? Malachi (laughs) Black. Jack Black. Black? (laughs) Is is it Rob Black? (laughs) Rob Black. (laughs) XPW (laughs) Invasion. It is Darby Allen. Darby Darby wrestled Sammy Guevara in Revolution. Okay. So that led up to this, and also Hager wrestled um, Dustin Rhodes in that same show. So. Just kind of filling up the card, I guess. Yep. And I went to an ad for. Uh, <laughs> him, so. But just um, yeah, Darby. we haven't seen we haven't seen much of Darby. I don't think he's booked for anything, uh, coming up. So um, maybe he's just kind of, you know, taking a break. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, Joe basically murdered the guy. Like he probably needs some breaks. <laughs> like he really might need it. You know. Um. So yeah, like. I, I am actually looking forward the most to the Texas Deathmatch. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like the title match. I mean, I guess we'll get there now. It's the hour-long okay. Iron Man match, MJF against Brian Danielson. I'm fully convinced it'll be a fine match. Yes, but I'm just not that interested in seeing them wrestle for an hour. Because you're pretty convinced MJF's going to win. MJF's going to win. Um, I I I don't know what they could do for an hour to keep us interested. I think it's almost the same problem that Sean and Brett had at WrestleMania 12, is that they told us ahead of time there was an hour long, so you don't have to pay attention to the first 55 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Whereas, like, like that's... I like, think it could be like better... That's... Yeah, I think it could be better if MJF just went for an hour with Brian Danielson, and that's, like, the story. Like, holy crap. You know, like... I don't know. Right, like, like, like for example... First of all, the, the idea that they can't like MJF can't do sixty minutes. From a narrative standpoint, from a kayfabe standpoint, that's a really good storyline to tell. They've kind of veered away from that part of it when MJF yeah. kind of went a little sinister, yeah. and he got, he, he caught CT a pretty and his kids. he yeah. caught a pretty nasty promo where he was talking to trying to talk directly to Brian Davidson's kids, yeah. telling. He's gonna turn his dad's brain into mush. Yeah. And and Danielson basically says, Uh, you talk about my kids again, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. Yeah. And there was a minute where there where I thought he was legit. Yeah. You know. Um, but um so it got a little bit more intense. But as a from a Fabe standpoint, the idea of like, Oh, MJF's got out wrestled Danielson. Can he outsmart him? Can he sports entertain him? I actually like that and they can do that. I just saw a match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. They went four minutes without touching. Right. You know, to right. mega heat. So like it can work. Like I think MJF can make that match work. Like some people think it's going to be bad. I agree with you. I think the match will be very good. Right. I just, I'm just not as um, invested into the end game of it. That's the problem. Yeah. See, for me, it's like I'm. I, I, just show me the last ten minutes. You know, <laughs> like just show me what happens at the end. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, and it'll be the last match. I mean, the idea oh, sure. of the Iron Man match not going last is the dumbest idea in the world. Sure. But um but yeah, like that and can there be add-ons? Yes. Like there's gonna be a buy-in. They're gonna throw things on after the Dark Dynamite. Sure. There might have be another match. There might be, you know, Well there could Jungle be Christian Boy versus Jungle Boy Christian Cage. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean there's... I like their se- I like their segment where it was basically Christian Cage is gonna talk to Tony Giovanni and Jungle Boy immediately jumps him. Yep. I like that, too. He gets him in the balls and pops him with a chair and makes him bleed. (laughs) Jungle (laughs) Boy's face was hilarious, though. Okay, so Ray Phoenix and uh, uh, Penta are out here. They're going to fight Kenny and Hangman. Ray Phoenix just ran the ropes a little bit. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this guy that's in the uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match. Okay. Who is named Commander. Have you seen clips of him? I think I sent you... The highlight I, clip. I've seen Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah, Cobra <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> but I, did I send you the clips of him like running the entire ropes and dives and stuff? Yes, it looked absolutely insane. This he's, guy is nuts. Like he's clearly from AAA, right? Yeah. It, it. This is this is where people criticize AEW, and I think it's a totally fair criticism. Like, why did I have to see someone make these this compilation Twitter? Why couldn't AEW have put together a minute video package of this and put it on TV and say, "This guy's going to be in a ladder match"? Right, because the the ladder match is on dynamite. Right, so like, it's like you can't you can't as go we back. About it, it's already it. happened, you know. <laughs> right, and they've done high packages, very brief ones. Like even when who was that uh, Manser or yeah, like they did a high package for him. You know, so they've done a little, they've done a few things like that to get people up to speed. But again, like we talked about, they get so clumped up with talent that they don't have time. I even think Ricky Starks made this Did you catch that little thing he said? And I've heard this more than once where they're like, they're going to get mad at me if I go over time. Like there is this obsession with Dynamite being two hours where it's like, we cannot waste too much time and go over Right. You know, because literally if we go too far over, we have to cut a match, you know. As Kenny Omega slowly strolls to the ring. <laughs> 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 it gets a separate entrance from his tag partner. Yes. Now, if uh, if you want to have the trial Sami Zayn, yes, you can go over 20 minutes. That's fine. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's like I saw a video on Twitter that some random dude put together, and it got me hyped to watch this guy in the ladder match, and AEW just... This has got to be something to do with Roosh and them, where they were able to get some people in, because all of a sudden you're seeing, like, Drillistico, and, um, Uh, you know... Metalik was on the Ring of Honor tapings. Yeah, so now, so he was going under Mascara um, Dorada, now he's going under Metallic. Metalik, or however you say it. Yeah, yeah he's doing that. He's so not Graham. He's just Metalik. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think this match will be okay. But um, the other co- uh, combatants, uh, Kansuke Takeshita, Ortiz, the aforementioned Commander, Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, Powerhouse Hobbs. Yep. Uh, by the way, that's, I think that's his own town in Oakland. Wink, wink. Oh, okay. um, Eddie Kingston and A.R. Fox. That's a lot of random people. So the winner of this gets a title shot at... They can challenge any title. Any belt. I believe that that's it. Or the TNT title. One of the two. So, I have... I go two ways. I think Takeshita, like, looks like the guy that you would pick to win. Now, based off him being on TV every week, based off them kind of building this little story for him... Um, and it would be a nice way, okay, he goes and challenges MJF next. But like you said, I think Hobbs is an option too, but to win and challenge possibly, like, Wardlow, who might win the t- you know, like... Yes. Like, that That could I mean, be another option. That could be an option. I don't see Andretti. Um, no. Guevara, maybe. I can actually see Guevara just healing it up and winning it. Um, um, Kingston, no. He's actually feuding with... Claudio yeah and this commander guy like. is not gonna win in his first match in it that would be a shock Ortiz it would be a shock AR Fox it would be a shock mm-hmm. Takeshita uh, wouldn't be shocking you yeah. know I, so I think it's Takeshita or Hobbs okay yeah I, I think it's Takeshita seems the obvious one if they go with a surprise I think the surprise is Hobbs and which by is. the way that dynamite where the ladder match takes place that's in that's not in the chase center where the Warriors play that's revolution this is in the cow palace yeah which is where we've seen some super brawls. We've seen some New Japan shows. They might have a hot crowd. Did yeah. WWE ever do the Cow Palace? I want to say yes. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Where did Eddie beat Brock for the title? That I believe was in in San Francisco. Okay, was that the Cow Palace? Let me. I'll take a look for you while okay. you talk. Yeah. So, just. I mean. My my gut when I hear Cow Palace is I go to some of the later Super Brawls, like Super Brawl, I think, 7, 8, 9 were all there. Um, Super Brawl 9, the less we tell you, say about it, the better. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 9? Oh, that was the one in 1999. yeah but... Hogan and Flair and Tori Wilson and them. Yep, yep. 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 And then Super Brawl uh, 2000 might be there, too. I don't, I don't even remember that show. I don't even remember that show, to be quite honest. <laughs> I want to say that's the match where Tank Abbott pulled a knife on a guy. <laughs> it okay i got it it was in the cow palace on february 15 2004 okay Okay. so they have done it before there yeah they just had the anniversary of it recently on like social media i mean it's eddie i mean who doesn't like eddie right you know right but um but yeah it's like it's it's it goes back to the roy shire days with pat patterson so like people people have like an affinity for that building so i'm not saying that they're going to be tickling the ivories and bringing roy shire back i'm pretty sure he's no longer with us <laughs> <But> <laughs> are, you, are you saying he's not going to be the face of the revolution <laughs> <laughs> remember when they had that bad blood uh, show and they had all, oh no I, this is what happened it was a uh, slamboree and they brought luthez and uh Ganya and oh, all these yeah, like, and that all was like 93 friends. or something Four, wasn't it 93 and 94 and like the one of the Oh, by the way, they're going – actually, I take that back. They were at Salt Lake City on March 11th when Rudy Gobert got COVID. April – that was the last one. April 22nd in Philadelphia did not happen. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're talking about the 2020 shows. (laughs) But (laughs) but this is like a ghost tour. Right. But – (laughs) But, um, where was I going with that? Oh, um, like, like, the Legends all show up, and, uh, they just had Cactus Jack in this very random match with, uh, Kevin Sullivan versus the Nasty Boys, and, and, like, Vergania is, like, absolutely, like, incensed. Like, this is disgusting. (laughs) And and it was a great match, though. That's what I'm saying, like, the Legends... (laughs) Fuck them old people. They don't right. know anything. <laughs> but, no, I don't think we'll see too much of that, like, hearkening back type of stuff. Remember the Minneapolis street fight at Full Gear where Tony Schiavone kept name-dropping things from Minneapolis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to see that in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, no. May- uh, maybe George Kittle. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. He's a fan of Penta. Yep. Who's in this These match? These guys are so awesome to watch. I mean, it is very rapid fire here, man. Yeah. Like, the story here, for those who don't remember, is that... Kenny and Hangman won the won the tag titles match almost by accident. Yep. You know the problem is they're so good that no one can beat them. Mm-hmm. And Kenny is literally and Kenny's on a roll. Not only tagging, being in the tag champ, singles wise, he's on a roll. Yep. So they're really like this is this is high art right here, wrestling wise. And the Bucks just won the battle royale earlier uh, to, to get the tag shot against them at the pay-per-view. Which led to that infamous one on the go-home dynamite where he they had the sit-down interview and the Bucks said, you were just a jobber at Ring of Honor to right. hang me. Yeah, basically like, it's us and Kenny, you're just a tag-along. And the blow-off was the Revolution match was just fantastic. Yeah, which, I mean, this like even this stuff all led to Hangman Page's title win. So like I think one of the most unfair criticisms that people levy against AEW is that they don't tell stories. I understand why you would think that, but they they've got some of the best stories of the past ten years. Like, the Hangman Page title win, the MJFC and Punk feud are mm. both all-timers for me. Like, yeah, the Bloodline is the best storyline in wrestling right now. I'll give them tell credit. They, they're yeah. telling a great story. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I have no doubt about that. But it's this weird... Oh my god, Jeez. this fucking Huracurana out of a DVD. That's Jeez. crazy. <laughs> Ray Phoenix is just... He's he's so good, um, but yeah. What I was saying is like, there's a weird idea like if one company has a hot story that the other company doesn't have anything. Like, I, I saw a tweet that said, like showed the Revolution card, and people like, oh, well, there's no storylines to any of the matches. The truth is, all these matches have storylines. Um, and t- you know t- what? I'll give... maybe maybe it's more thrown together. I'll give them and more. I'll give. I'll also give credit to Eric Bischoff, like. People think that all the w- WCW undercard matches during the NWO era didn't have stories. That's that's a lie. Oh yeah, they all had stories. Oh yeah, all of them. Even the cruiserweight championships had had stories. Oh, one of the you biggest know? pops ever. Since we're talking slam is when Dean Malenko dressed up as a luchador and won a battle royal to get his hands on Chris Jericho. Maybe Dean Malenko is Commander. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> Commander Malenko. <laughs> Commander Malenko. He does book the matches. It's like when they have a main event AEW match, it's usually Malenko mm-hmm. who books it. Him and Arn. I didn't know. I didn't know that I knew Arn did. But I didn't know Malenko did. Arn and um, uh, I mean Daniels helps out a lot. And um, oh God, uh, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn is a big part of the booking yeah. backstage. Um, the other match is on Dynamite coming up uh, that we didn't talk about. Hook and Matt Hardy uh, for the FTW Championship. Yeah, I saw it that said Hooks reinstated like what happened reinstated? <laughs> so so he <laughs> this is dumb. Um Stokely he he like he got up in Dokley Hathaway's face and yeah. wrenched his arm. So Stokely Hathaway threatened a lawsuit for breaking his arm. And so he so that. Hook was Hook was suspended pending investigation. Oh, okay. I didn't know that last bit. I knew there was a Stokely thing going on. Yes. I did not know about- the suspension, pending investigation. Yeah, well, that suspension lasted about a month to five months less than CM (laughs) (laughs) Punk's That's how they should Um, announce it. Back from suspension! (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how half of Major League Baseball announces their people at the batter's box. But um, uh, Chris Jericho and Peter Avalon, we talked about that a bit. Look, Peter Avalon's on Dynamite. I'm all for it. And, um putting Storm in Riho and a promo between Danielson and uh Mjf yep yep I like I like mjf's current kick where like he like they even say in the announces like because he's obligated to be here <laughs> he's contractually yeah, obligated yeah just like to just be like here. we are contractually obligated to do this show even yeah. when we don't want to <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh but yeah it's uh it doesn't sound like a ton for dynamite um does the face of the revolution Made of, holy crap. That was, yes. <laughs> I, I just saw that. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Like, jeez. This stuff is nuts. It's, it's even, like oh. they're just going, I know. They're just going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, we're not doing like a very like good German. commentary, but if you're watching no, live with us. I mean, like, we're, we're live watching the Kenny Omega Hangman Page Lucha Brothers match, and it is in that mid-portion, like, breakneck. Yeah. I'm going to do every move. Destroyer. I'm going to do every move in the book for the yeah, next five. We got five. cutters. We got th- throwing a Beal toss into a German suplex. Then another attempt that gets reversed into a spinning cutter. Like, good yes. lord. Even even, even, even Bryce Rems, Remsberg, who is like the human definition of Adderall, he cannot keep up with yeah, what's going right. on. <laughs> yeah. um, so for the rampage, which is going to be also in San Francisco Live, mm-hmm. Um. nothing yet. So I can't – we can't really yeah, talk Yeah, and then nothing it. for the zero hour then too, huh? Yeah, The there's nothing for the pre-show. You know, so the it's buy-in. part – Is it the zero we're hour trying, or the buy-in? I What's it called? Last year they called it the buy-in. I can see them flipping it and calling it zero hour. Yeah. Also some kind of juicy things, uh, the the media the media thing. So mm-hmm. we're going to probably see somebody try to troll them about Ariel Hawani. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, they're going to probably ask him a million questions about Ring of Honor. Um, so what do you think about the Ariel Hawani thing? Like – all right, I, I know you got a pretty hot take on it all, but um, for me, I think, ooh, that was a nasty knee trigger and a kick in the face by Phoenix. We are doing such a bad job of staying yeah, on yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's just We're just watching it while we talk, man. <laughs> um, so, the, so the Ariel Wani one where he, he replied back to Tony criticizing him and he basically um, alluded to him being on cocaine. That Tony Khan of cocaine stuff has always been around on the internet. Yeah, it, maybe yeah. in an amusing sense, like Scarface. Like, oh god, this dude is mad with power. He's giving wrestling fans everything that they want, um, like this match. But like, the thing is that when you're literally telling people while you're being paid by WWE through BT Sport, oh uh, yeah, you're you're the Snowman. You're you're a drug addict. That's not a good look, especially if you consider yourself a journalist. I agree. So That's I mean, if if you're living under a rock and you don't know what it is, so Ariel Hawani interviewed Tony Khan a while back. Tony was evasive in answering stuff about the elite. <laughs> I have always kind of understood, like it's it's a legal situation; he can't give answers. But Ariel Hawani basically buried him and said it's like the toughest interview he did, ever did. The guy gave him nothing. We we talked about it when it happened. Right. We thought I thought the interview was very awkward. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair. Tony Khan seems like an awkward person, you know? Yeah, he was promoting Grand Slam. Uh, But since then, now Ariel Helwani's, like, appeared on WWE television, so, like, he's in the likes of, like, Ryan Satin at this point. And Tony Mm -hmm. Khan, in a move where somebody should have told him this is not a good decision, tweeted at Ariel Hawani and called him a fraud. He's like you're you're a fraud journalist. You're no better than Tony Shavani. Poor Tony catching stray bullets there. <laughs> yeah. Now Ariel Ariel tried to defend Shavani. Yeah. Like, and, uh, <laughs> to his credit. Yeah. And Ariel goes back and calls him the snowman. It's just I think they both look like losers. You know, yes. I think they both look like losers. We said this with the Affirmation Big swole thing. Oh, we just hit his own partner. Yep. They are not getting along. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the like, he, Tony came out of that big swell thing looking so bad because yeah. he took the bait. Yeah, like there's a point. Like, I mean, there are there things I miss about Vince McMahon. I could probably count them on one hand. Sure. But one of them is he was so oblivious to everything that you never even got a comment out of him because fuck him. Right. Like. You just don't let it don't let it get to you. Once they know, once you they see that you they've gotten to you, mm-hmm. that's when you're done. That's when you've really fallen. Mm-hmm. For it. I and, agree hundred percent. And I think Tony's fallen for it a time too many. And the Ariel Wani one was one where he probably just should have kept that one where he criticized him and tagged him and just not said anything at all. Yeah, they need you to know? they need to hire an intern, give him the login to Tony's Twitter account. Some anonymous person is in charge, and Tony, just get a burner account and say whatever you want. That didn't work for Trump. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, it's a bad look, and it's a bad look in the sense that, like, I think collectively more people crapped on Tony for it because the truth is Tony's in a bigger position. Like, you're the owner of a company. Come on, dude, you know? Yeah, and is Ariel's outreach bigger than AEW's? I don't think so, but WWE's is, right. and if WWE right. sees you as an A, as anti-AEW. They're going to they're gonna like you. The only problem with Ariel is that his takes are pretty poor about AEW. Yeah, I agree. They don't age well. Like, I still remember that one where he went on The Ringer and talked about how WWE under Triple H was in a renaissance. Right. I'm like, well, and I mean, and that's, please. I think, now that, now that you see him on WWE TV, I think that's where Tony Khan's coming from. It's like, oh, no wonder you love it. They're paying you. You know, like, I totally get that. Yes. Um, but you don't have to tweet it. Yeah, the I mean the, I mean Satin doesn't really get involved in that at all. He's right. pretty bed. Who's the other one that works for the bump? Like um uh, Mike Roberts. Sam, Rome. whatever his name is. Well, Sam I like Sam Roberts. Yeah. Like the not Sam podcast, he's actually really good at disarming his interviewee. Mm-hmm. Like he probably had the best interview with MJF. Probably got along because they were both Jewish. I don't think I heard <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't think I heard it. It's but. it's really like it is the most natural I've ever heard Maxwell Jacob Friedman as a person. Right. Like, I think, I think, I know he plays a, quote, character when he does the pre-show stuff on Peacock, but when he does his Not Sam podcast, I think he actually does a fairly good job, just as much as Renee does when she does the sessions. Like, I don't think she's necessarily pro-AEW, even though she works for AEW, yeah. if that makes any sense. No, I got you. So yeah. Ryan said, you are clearly pumping out, pumping up the WWE Oh, product. yeah. Yeah, he's a joke. He's a joke. And I think, I don't think Ariel's at that level, but I think... You can view him at that level, like Ariel's defense. He went on. He's like, I'm not a wrestling journalist, so I can say whatever I want about wrestling. But that's that's a cop out, you know. Don't drink that! Don't drink that! Hangman, there's COVID in it. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't remember Hangman when he was doing cowboy shit, he got into a habit where he just started randomly drinking beer from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah, we get a little. Uh... Preview of the thirty-minute Man match for Pac versus Kenny Omega next week, Kansas City, Missouri, at the Silverstein Ice Center's arena. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. That that those words did not make sense. Yeah, no, none of that. None of that does. The only thing I remember about that that episode, to be quite honest with you, was that that that's an incredible match. Yep. and um, <laughs> they had a contract signing for Jericho versus Moxley, and Jericho um. Jericho called Patrick Mahomes, who just won the Super Bowl, Aaron Mahomes. <laughs> Aaron Mahomes <laughs> <laughs> called him a piece of shit. Yeah, coming up next, though, Steel Cage Cody versus Wardlow. That was the main event of this Dynamite, so we are clearly wrapping this up. Yep. But um, I don't know about the show; we got questions. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing for, um, and you know, for Wardlow, I think that was his first match. You know, I was thinking about that because earlier in the show, they show MJF kind of pumping him up. I think you might be right, because obviously he was the the bodyguard for a minute, but... Yes. Yeah, because what it was is that MJF was giving these labors to Cody that he had to go through in order to face him at Revolution, and... um, Which is another criticism that people have had of this MJF title reign, is that he just does the labors for every feud that he's in, essentially. Yes, like, 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 I'm going to build this fortress and you have to go through it. Right, right. Oh I remember when Cody took the lashes. Well, yes, like and I, I didn't to just... do the same, didn't he? Was that? Didn't Wardlow have to take lashes? Wardlow from as did well? the same, but he laughed when he got the lashes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he just laughed it off, and it pissed off him. It pissed off MJF, so he kicked him in the balls. Yeah. that's something that MJF really likes to. He really likes kicking people kick in the people. Just kick people right in the nuts. Yeah. like he did. To, he did it to poor Chris, Christopher Daniels, only one eye. They're you know, Cody in this white suit, like a Miami Vice type suit here and there. Yes bizarre that was that was because they had a um bash at the beach show mm, right there you see so. in the background and that he was wearing a miami vice like 80s-ish thing yeah, yeah. I got it. like but um but yeah i i for those who don't remember mgf actually beat cody in that match in the revolution match that they had yep um yeah so like for for the tony the tony stuff like for the journalists i don't think this is necessarily like uh like a crossroads, no pun intended, where it's like Tony's got to like pick his pick the people he supports and the people he doesn't. Like I'm pretty sure that Tony is going to be fine if, with having to talk to Ariel Wani again. I'm pretty sure Ariel Wani's going to be on the call, right? Like uh, on the media call, right? Just to troll him. So I would just try to be above it all, to be quite honest. Yep. you know, there's a. F- In fact, I wouldn't mind if he just doesn't say anything at all. There's a fun fun video of Brandon Thurston getting up at Elimination Chamber and asking about a potential sale and Ariel Hawani's like lurking in the background and the caption is like when someone actually does journalism <laughs> and Ariel <laughs> Hawani's like bearing in the background like what's he asking about that for so uh, <laughs> my last actually, point, yeah I mean, that, that was that was for those who don't know they had a press conference after an elimination chamber in Montreal and uh, Brandon Thurston is from Buffalo was there um, I guess Buffalo and Montreal are close huh I would say like four or five hours, I think. And and Ariel was there too. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say about the whole thing is, I think it's goofy that Ariel will be like, "Oh, you, you snowman!" Like to try and like disparage Tony Khan's character. Like people are aware of who owns the WWE, right? Like Tony Khan is still several murders and rape allegations behind. Uh, to to catch up for biggest scumbag owner, like he's still yeah, got a lot of ground to cover. And Tony Khan has never even worn a mask and pretended to have sex with a corpse in church. Yeah, he's he's never pinned God either, though. So he's guess, never given a he's never given a pedigree to a midget. Uh, what what other things that we is know H of? Doing? Well, let's be real. Let's be real. Will you ever see AEW doing a thing where they make fun of the fact that Triple H has a bad heart condition? Yeah, no. never. No. Never. That's below them. So that's one where Ariel Wani, in your ter- in your like to support what you're saying, also looks really stupid and bad. Right. Like like bro, the guy you're siding with is much worse than Tony Khan. Like This looks like the WWE like two thousand cage. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I haven't seen a cage match lately on AEW, but it it looks like the ones that they normally have. Yeah. What was their last cage match? I mean, I, I, I was all about to think that, and Bucks can't and the think Lucha it. Brothers were, was a cage match. Well, they had blood and guts, but that was double cage. Um, right. that was sort of a special one. And was uh, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker cage? That was San Antonio. It was. Yeah. That might have been their last cage match. Yeah. They they don't have too many. Oh oh, Jungle Boy and um Luchasaurus at full gear. Okay. Okay. Yep. That, that was the most. That it's was the most be the reasonable. last one. Yeah, where they basically did the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> I, I did like, uh I did like this one part where um, Ricky Starks did the rope walk on Rampage, and Chris Jericho slipped it in, and he goes, quite the undertaking there. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jericho on Rampage. He makes me laugh. Yeah, I, I think he's funny. By the way, as Wardlow makes his way out, his graphic said, making AEW debut. So, so this is the first one. Yeah, yep. his first match. Um... Yeah, I, like MJF retains. Like uh, it feels like almost everyone is going to probably stay the, the champion of whatever the champion is. Yeah, it feels after like nothing's Revolution. really going to end here. I mean, I guess the Danielson story ends, but like MJF's reign doesn't. Like nothing significant ends at this show in my mind. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So, um, are, are you going to order it? Uh oh, uh, Revolution. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm actually working, so I won't be able to watch it live. But I will absolutely watch it, yeah. like after the fact. Super Card of Honor, mm, yeah, <laughs> I might. Uh, Honor Club, <laughs> Tony, you have go- Tony, you are on cocaine because <laughs> like, you have gone too far. I will not get Honor Club for nine. Sir, 59. that is a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just seeing this guy come out makes me realize how little I miss Cody Rhodes in AEW. Like, I'm I'm glad that he's succeeding in WWE. I'm glad that the fans are just lapping it up over there. But, like, I don't see it as a loss as an AEW reviewer to not have Cody Rhodes on TV anymore. Like, I don't know. I just uh, I never let me got ask you, the Cody stuff. Well, let me... I mean, we could talk... We have a couple more weeks, and like an episode at least, until... WrestleMania, but if you, you want to, do you think he's going to win it? Yeah, I do. I, okay, I think if he, if, he, if he doesn't, I think it's because Roman is close to like a thousand days, and that's kind of a significant thing. But I think they view WrestleMania as like a as like a a coronation opportunity, and I think they coronate Cody. What he does this afterwards, is, no. And this doesn't. is the part. This is the part I didn't miss. The hangers on, yep, yeah, like uh, like Andy Reid, Arn Anderson, and 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 Pharaoh the Dog, and Brady like, Rhodes, like Cody didn't need this stuff, no. So weird, and it was almost like, okay, well, everybody in AEW's got like stables and groups. Uh, I'll just get my my wife and my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> My and this uh, and this jobber wrestler who right. I owe a favor to, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like no, you don't. Like yeah. Q T Marshall doesn't need a push. No. There's nothing in your contract that says Q T Marshall needs a push. Right. You could you. I mean, listen. I know why he did the thing where he didn't get a title shot. He wanted to make it a point. I'm not going to put myself over on everybody. Right. Right. But the funniest part is at the end, he was kind of sneaking into that like that sort of routine when he won the tnt title off of sammy guevara yep. and the fans were like no we don't want you to be a champion we're <laughs> kind of done with you right and cody uh, oh really well i'm leaving like i i mean there was probably more complication to that than the way i'm saying it verbally but i think that was like the that that was sort of the the attitude the 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 mix that was going on with emotionally within company where it's like is he really worth it if WWE thinks he's worth that and he can be the main event of Wrestlemania and really move the needle quote-unquote with Roman Reigns awesome was he going to move the needle the needle at AEW I don't think so I don't either I don't just think it, I think the fit didn't work anymore well like with AEW like or with WWE like you've got that built-in story whether it's real or not like he can come out there and he can cry every week and, like, he's got the Paul Heyman stuff. So, like, to go back to his old theme song, I think it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. uh, hiding, like, his deficiencies. Like, I don't think Cody Rhodes is a bad wrestler, but, like, we've talked no, for a long time absolutely. about the Cody line. Like, yes. And to present him as, like, a tippy-top guy, they got to use the smoke and mirrors, and Paul Heyman's the best smoke and mirrors guy there is. Um, and Cody can cry on command, and that... Can trick people into thinking a promo is legendary. I've I've watched a couple of the promos leading up to Mania because I watched Paul, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think Paul is great. I do. I too. just love Paul. Yeah. Uh, Cody just never feels genuine to me ever. Like he always it feels like feels a like put a on. Genuine. Yep. All of yep. it does. Yep. So, you know. No. Yeah. To, be, to be quite honest, and like I mean, we're we're going off topic, but like I am actually more invested in the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to the point. That I know, there's rumors that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley will main event night night one. That's I get that really? fine. Push the women over. I get it in the in the in a main event. So since I don't watch much, I know that Rhea Ripley is like a big bad guy. Is Charlotte a babyface? Yes. Ew, how, yes. Does the crowd respond? To sure it it it, to, it 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 went as well as the way you just responded. Okay, but <laughs> right. but um, now to be fair, they have the giant. they they, they have the walking heat magnet in dominic to like basically make everybody look good because they absolutely hate that man. Sure. But um or boy uh, <laughs> that, that, for um the main event of night 1 I I believe should be the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. I think that's the match actually most people want to see. Well, that seems yeah. like to be like what the consensus was like Sami's not going to win the title against Roman. Uh, he's going to get this instead. My my opinions are like listen. If you watch WWE and you follow it and you're cool with that, that's cool. For me, they drag they, they roped me in. Um, with the potential of seeing Sammy win, that's what I wanted to see. Didn't it? So I'm like, all right, have fun, guys. I'm out again. You know. <laughs> like, right, and also, and also, can I can I be the uh, can I be the conspiracy theorist? Sure. If AEW didn't exist, is there any way in hell? A tag match could have been the main event of wrestling. No, no, not at all. Or Cody Rhodes, <laughs> main, main, main <laughs> yeah, who just busted himself up. By yeah. the way, Samoa Joe needs to actually thank Warlow needs to thank Samoa Joe for cutting his hair because so I'm looking at this oh, yeah. bob that he has, and yeah, I'm like, so dumb looking. I am not walk. Listen, I try to walk around with that. dude. that was popular <laughs> in 2020. Like there was a stretch between 2019 and 2020 where everybody had that haircut. Where it was like. Like really, like shaved really, on like, the sides, and... shaved on the sides, long on the front and on the back. Yep. And it, it was so annoying because everybody, like Wardlow, right here is, yeah. was doing it. You know what's popular now? Hmm. Growing gray beards. Really? Yes. Like Roman, the Usos. Like, what is it about growing gray beards that's like hip? I don't get it. I don't know. Do I... you look like? Do you look like uh, the kids? Like, do you? Are, is it something the kids can't do? Yeah, <laughs> I had a friend who grew gray hair in high school <laughs> really yes I did yeah it was gray it was like silvery it was a silver fox at 17 silver fox <laughs> just like Eric Bischoff when, when he got his head shaved you remember that when he got his head shaved and all of a sudden we all realized all was of a sudden he was like, gray it was hair. like yeah, it was like grayish like also he tried to be a baby face which is like nope you yeah, <laughs> are we not a baby face uh, Cody in a precarious position here if he were yes. to fall there, would he win the match? Like <laughs> that's a good point. Like so there is actually the some wi- so there's some wiggle room between yeah the 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 cage and the and the the apron. So Cody is literally like like he's literally touching the floor. Yeah. So Cody actually just won the cage match. Yeah. He could put his feet underneath the cage on the floor. And <laughs> 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 win the match. Like, I'll, let me, can I be honest? Like This actually involved Cody Rhodes, ironically. Do you want to hear one of the dumbest things that ever happened? But I thought it was a hilarious idea. Sure. When Cody beat the Big Show in a tables match because when oh. the Big Show was walking back up, he broke the yep. table. Yeah. So I thought that was actually kind of clever. Yeah, these suplexes are brutal looking. <laughs> yeah, he's just letting them go. Like yeah, Kevin like, he's like bumping on his side. Like. Yeah. Yeah, this was in Atlanta, so like this was like the hometown boy getting the beatdown thing. Yep. Another story I heard that or Cody had told was that he had broken his foot on the giant moonsault at the end of the match. Mm, okay. And there's uh and there's Paul Sean Peyton Turner, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what the Cody has not quite figured out, he's doing a little bit here. He's got the hair dyed blonde. And he hasn't figured out how to get the blood to streak through the hair like Ric Flair could always do. Man, you know? Flair, well, Flair had it so long. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think that's the point. Cody's is too spiky and short. Like, Flair's mm-hmm. was, like, long. It looked like cotton candy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, now he's in a company where he doesn't have to worry about blood anymore. Yeah. So good right. for him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and he really does look like Sean Payton, though. Yeah, he does! Like well, I'm talking him. about the referee Paul Turner. Yeah. Do you think Chris like, Wilson would ever join All Elite Wrestling? Um, man, I, I was about to say. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is in your questions, but Andrew, would you ever go on a darks retreat? Did you hear about this? Okay, this was Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. So explain this to me. So he basically he went on what's called a darkness retreat, where if I understand it correctly, he just went into like the wilderness or a cabin or something, and it was just like total darkness for days. So basically, he went to, he went to solitary confinement. <laughs> like, like Dominic did when he went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: um. Wow. Um, I wonder how many girlfriends he had in the room. Right. <laughs> because remember, if it's a dark cabin, you don't, you don't know how what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> You could have been doing it with Joe Rogan and not knowing about it. <laughs> Didn't he use to date Danica Patrick, the NASCAR driver? Dude, let me tell you, that that dude is like, he's like the CM Punk of football. Like, yeah. CM Punk did everybody before he got married to AJ. Yep. Um, Like, he dated he dated, dated Patrick, he dated Olivia Mung, mm-hmm. he dated um Shailene Woodley. Yep. Um, I mean, dude, like, he's gone to town. Yeah, yep. Still can't win the Super Bowl, though. Anymore, <laughs> just the one. Oh, the door is open. Get out of there, Cody.
1: Oh, I don't it was, have any uh, volume on so the back, when I said
0: contract signing with Moxley and Jericho. It was a weigh-in. Oh, a weigh-in. Okay. And, and knowing and knowing that knowing what time frame this was, Jericho probably won the weigh-in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if uh what if Moxley was like one ounce over? Do you think he would have removed his patch? <laughs> Dude, Moxley. He he did a double juicer. He did one in the tag match and he did one after the match against Eva Luna. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh give me give me the betting odds on Juice for um for, uh John Mox. Oh, well so like you showed me the betting odds earlier uh, like it was Vegas yeah. and I think MJF was like -5000 to retain, which means like you got to bet $5000 5, to win, to win a dollar. To win a dollar. Yeah. I would say triple that. <laughs> for Jews, like minus 15,000 like of the blood now yeah. winning you got i got to put my mortgage on just to win it and that's a why buck. i'm looking forward to the match as much as more than like you were saying with mjf and danielson even though i think both matches will be very good i don't know who's going to win right, like right, i got like my guess you know, is hangman, hangman but yeah yeah no i'm with but you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it'll be a fun. It'll be a, a really fun show. Like I think I felt like last year when we went into there's this like uh, Dusty Ro- Dustin Rhodes uh, Power Slam. but um, the thing is that I remember when we went into Revolution 2022, we thought, man, this has got some good ingredients. But we'll just let's just see how it goes. And I also the hype going in was kind of was a little small because I remember the big go home segment with Punk and MJF, was the Dark Dynamite. It was right before. yeah, And that's got people to, to tune into it, really, was that one. Yep. But in hindsight, that show in total was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if this one can do the same. We'll see. Wardlow at the top. Is he going to do his swanton? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the best live commentators, are we? No, we're not. No, we're not. I mean, listen, we've had a lot of live watches on the no-so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like we're getting there. Uh, do you and and the, and the the have, have want me to say. ask the questions, or do you want to ask the questions? Uh, Well, once this is over, I can close it out, and I can bring them up. Okay. And so, but Basically, Andrew's been kind of running point tonight on our notes because uh, my YouTube app is not functioning well with me, and it's not letting me minimize and look at anything else, so... If I, if I minimize, I lose. Um, the, just a few randoms. So um, AEW is uh, trademarking uh, Collision. Uh, they went to North Korea. Yeah. Well, did, <laughs> did you see that they spelled Collision wrong? Yes, <laughs> yeah, Col- so, Nick Collison. So Nick Collison is all elite. <laughs> is all elite. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder Mainstay. Oklahoma City Thunder Mainstay. Yeah, uh, Nick, Nick Collison, Collison is all elite. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Would you rather watch a 60-minute wrestling match or an NBA basketball game that goes into the 160s, like the Clippers in the Kings. Listen, when I saw that happen, I kind of was bummed that I didn't get to see it, because that's, that's pretty cool. It's one of those classic after dark things where yeah. you just got, like I was, you just got to be really lucky to be up that day and watching it. Yeah. And I was, now, I was. The All-Star exactly game? Totally was. different. No interest in the All-Star game. Oh God, no! I actually, to be honest, Jordan, I would literally do an EA podcast. Yeah. And I did not watch the All Star game. <laughs> me, and, me and my son watch All Star Weekend, and it was so like, bleh. just nothing, man. Like the three point contest was just. What is crazy. what is Cody looking for? Is he looking for the powers that the Warrior was looking for? Yeah. Yeah, he's looking for the spirit of his dad. Dad, what would you do? I I <laughs> move something off that cage, this. <laughs> 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 well you know the one thing i will say i just got a feeling i know we're bouncing back and forth yeah. but um i think he's gonna get one title off of roman because when he wins the undisputed and has the picturesque moment and here comes a moonsault very nice i'll give him credit yeah. um yeah it looks good. He, it, because when he wins the title and he has that moment they're gonna screw him out of one of them and it's gonna be a dusty finish mm-hmm. how apropos that cody gets screwed on a dusty finish yeah. Hey, That's how you know, I see it. Here's something random. Did you ever watch uh, Saved Save by the Bell? Yes, I did. Why is Brandy dressed like Lisa Turtle for the <laughs> <laughs> Like what is she wearing? Oh, Zach got that one too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> Zach pulled no punches. Yeah. Zach is Aaron Rodgers and all these guys, they're the Zach Zach Morris. Zach Zach Loris literally dated a girl who was in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Just to prove he could get her. Yeah, Zach dated the girl in a wheelchair. Every basically every girl in the high school, you know. Yeah, including the nurse. Except for the nerdy chick that like screech, who ironically was Tori (laughs) Spelling. Tori Spelling wanted nothing to do with Zach. So dynamite (laughs) goes off there. I think with uh, Cody standing tall. This was one of the first. This was one of the very not very few at the time. They had very few shows leading up to this point, but this was one of the first dynamite quote unquote banger shows. Mm-hmm. Where it was just start to finish, man, that yeah, show was I awesome. I mean, the Battle Royal was good, like, the main event was good, the tag title mm-hmm. match was good, yeah. uh, Rio was on the show. Let me ask you this, though. If we ranked them all, where would this go? Like, all the Dynamites? Yeah. Top to Yeah, Yeah, probably. Um, we'll never do that. We will never do it. We're not brave enough. That's way too... <laughs> yeah, no, I... <I've... laughs> All right, I'm, I'm cutting it here and I'm going to look well, at our questions. Well, remember, I mean, look at look how perfect it is. It's uh, the WWE champion facing off with the <laughs> AEW the a- <laughs> versus a potential Ring of Honor champion. <laughs> but no, it was a great show. Yeah. I mean, the go home after that was good, but um and then right after that, obviously, the- <sighs> excuse me. The Daily Splits. But um yeah. but so it was like it was like god they just got it figured out and then covid fucked everything up. Yep. Yep. So, all right, Andrew. Uh that's a pretty good one. Uh revolution is coming up. Uh, if you guys are listening, watch Revolution Tell us what you think. Let's get to Let's get to some questions cuz we're hitting about 2 hours, so let's uh, Yeah, we're let's we're, we're we're burning the midnight oil now. Yeah. All right, I have not looked at these at all. Normally I look at a couple and then don't uh, Andrew, is it possible for the movie Everything Everywhere All It Wants to pick up more Oscars than the number of Wrestling Observer awards that AEW snagged last week? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. AEW won like 30 Wrestling Observer awards. Yeah, <laughs> I think Everything Everywhere, which I did watch, it's the Michelle Yeoh movie. It's Yeah, great. I watched it. Great um, stuff. It's fantastic. It's a really great. good zany movie with a good heart. Um, It probably will win most of the good Oscars, but it'll probably pop out at like six or seven. They just won a ton. Like, they swept like the Saga Awards or something, right? Guilds, they've swept it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jordan and Andrew on the previous episode, episode 38, decided that if an AEW wrestler performs on Dark Elevation, Dark Dynamite, and Rampage in the same, way, same week, it should be called the Quatro. But now the Ring of Honor's is airing his own show. When a wrestler works all five, should it be called the Cinco? Uh, <laughs> I think, better question, can we get enough programming to have someone reach the Ocho? <laughs> Can we... Well, wait, wait. Well, we got all access, yeah, um, and a pay per view. So if it's a pay per view, and, and, we... and a pay per view, and a pre show, yes, yeah, so boom. Right. If they win a pre show they get a spot on the main show, we got collision coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Collison's gonna win the ocho. <laughs> Nick Collison's gonna win the. Nick Collison's gonna be wrestling. Listen, like Saddam's saying, I'm watching him. He's improving. Right. He's improving. Gotta give him credit. You know, he's getting it. Like even like the goofy stuff, like where Jarrett and Jay Lethal were like falling and he's just holding them both up he with just his hands. pushes them like yeah. little like little like like ballet dancers yeah, they're all like <laughs> wobbly legged it's just goofy stuff that i love but he's uh, good at it yeah um <clears throat> Soraya and tony storm tried to beat up a fan with a s- sign at ringside and the fan was clearly what the business calls a plant would it be funnier if the fake fan next was dr- <laughs> dressed as an actual plant <laughs> Better this says fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll answer it with the question above that I was going to skip. What if the fan is dressed as a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> then we know Tony Khan's got a great sense of humor. Right, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, we won't know if he listens to this show, but we know he listens to the MMA Hour. <laughs> yeah. So they beat down the, the, the snowman, and they spray paint the L, but then they put A-R-I-E in front of him. <laughs> How about they piss the letter L (laughs) in the snowman? Do you like the spray paint thing? I mean, I guess it's. I would say the one where she spray painted Tony Storm's ass, and then gave the hip attack. The Brit was good. I like that. It's it's okay. Like I mean, it's it's something. You know. Yeah. Um. It's not like memorable, but it's it's something. Um. So Eddie Kingston beat Jay... We didn't even talked about this. Eddie Kingston beat Jay White in a match where the stipulation was that the loser leaves New Japan, so Jay White leaves New Japan. But yep. the match took place in San Jose, California. Would you be willing to have a match where if you lose, you can never visit any other country? Well, well I don't. Tr- I don't travel much, so I'm game. <laughs> I live. <laughs> I live within an hour of Canada, so I'm gonna say no because not that I go like to, Canada to Canada often. Canada? I don't. Have a, I don't go often, but. It's right there, so the opportunity is a little too too near for me. Like like you still want that in your back pocket? Yeah, yeah. You never know, yeah. man. Niagara So Falls so J White. So J White finished up with uh, New Japan. Yeah. he's done. Yeah. Uh, so now there's there's a lot of heavy rumors already that he's going to WWE. Yeah, I'm fine with the that. The other go wrestle the trolley. other. But the other two that um, – one we talked about extensively in a past show, one we didn't, Koda, th- who are kind of like not hot free agents but free agents that people are paying attention to. Kota Ubushi, uh-huh. and Edge. Yeah, that one popped up kind of out of nowhere. Uh, his contract's up and he hasn't renewed it yet. Yep, yep. And he just uh, – he him and his wife beat Ben and Rhea. But they that he's he's gonna have the blow off with Finn at, at WrestleMania, correct? Yeah, they think it might be him and the demon at Hell in a Cell. Ooh, that's weird. Okay, but remember. But here's the funny thing, too. This is weird. I mean, we're going down in a rabbit hole. But Edge is now filming a show that's going on Disney Plus. I don't know the name of it. The other thing is, I I am not good at the Viking show. Okay, but <laughs> he he did the show Vikings. Yep. Well, Vikings Valhalla, not Sarah Rogan, Logan, is on Netflix, and it's become extremely popular. Oh. So his, his acting career isn't taking off Adam Copeland, but it's, it's better than it was before. Like, to the point that he can't do WWE events, major ones, so it interferes with his filming schedule. Yeah, I think Maybe he'll just act. One of the weird things for me picturing him joining AEW is, like, Christian can be Christian Cage and you can work around that pretty easily. He was the dude, he was the big what if. He was the one they tried to sign in October of twenty nineteen. Yeah. But like it was he, gonna be him and uh then said, No, we're not letting you go there. I you do think it'd be here. weird to have him be Adam Copeland as a wrestler. I know. You know, it'd Adam- be like when Diesel hey. became Kevin Nash, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Listen, Edge is a phenomenal storyteller. You give him a lot of new toys to play with, and I'm sure he can make some chicken salad out of that, you know, if he went to AEW. But yeah, it would be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. Uh, so, back to the questions. Orange Cassidy told Wheeler that he didn't try to be his teacher, but his best friend. Andrew, can you name someone you had as a teacher that would consider you would consider a close friend, or better yet, a best friend? No, I don't really have one that I talk to extensively, any yeah. professors or teachers. But I had teachers and professors that i really admired sure yeah i agree with that and one thing i think is cool is like um there's some teachers that i had in high school that now like with my boys in the same high school like oh the yeah same teachers it's really cool you know no like, katrina took that opportunity away from me but like yeah i get i get what you're saying yeah like mr shout out mr riley if you're listening <laughs> Tony, Mr. Riley listens to the show <laughs> yeah. uh, So Andrew, should we rename the Blackpool Combat Club As the Claudio Combat Club So we can call it the CCC <laughs> <laughs> So, wasn't the Soviet Union Claudio a heel now, dude He is a clear heel I now I agree, yeah, like He's and, an asshole And I think Wheeler Yuta pretty much is too Oh, we didn't even mention this I Shame on me yeah. Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta had a great match Oh Awesome, to open, Dynamite. Match to open Dynamite. Yeah, probably probably the best match. In, that one or the Young Bucks and Aussie Open, but it was great. It was and great. I think, I think that was better than the tag match. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely heels. Um, <laughs> interesting. So, uh, Jade Cargill is now in a fifty-two match undefeated winning streak. Hook has yet to lose as well. And Orange Cassidy has won eighteen in a row leading up to his match against Utah, So I guess nineteen in a row. What wrestler in AEW can you see winning at least twenty or thirty matches in a row in the future, and why is it Peter Avalon? It was <laughs> Peter Avalon. That would be the most unlikely upset of all time. <sighs> do you like win streak storylines? I'm okay with it. The problem is, how do you end it? Yeah. Like, like that, that. That's like that's going to be the problem for Jade. Mm-hmm. Like. There's gonna be so much second guessing when they finally get to that point I'm I like, just, okay. She's lost all her steam, dude. Like she's like but, even, but she's still got the winning streak. That's the funny part. Right, yeah. No. Like but even like past pay per views, they just tack a Jade match on. I feel like in our past previews I'm always like, She Why literally had she literally had a preview, uh, like a promo on Rampage, a taped one, where she's like, I will have I will I will wrestle anyone. Right. I will wrestle anyone. Right. <laughs> right. It's like it was like please wrestle me. It but was they're keeping her away sad. from the good workers because they don't want to and let me tell you this too about Jay, just especially with her um her career, you know, as a former basketball player being married to a major league baseball player, blah blah blah. If you don't have her on all access, you did it fucking wrong, dude. Like, yes. she's got a story to tell. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got that look like of she's a star. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh hey, but, so but so the th- answer to give the real answer Wardlow. Wardlow again. Yeah. I yeah, that seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Trying to think if there's a ta- I'm trying to think of a tag team answer, but not, mm, nobody jumps out. Yeah, Wordle seems right. Okay. Uh, hey, since Mike Tyson said on a, piece, uh, a recent podcast with the Undertaker that he would rather work with WWE instead of AEW, should Jericho kick him out of the inner circle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen. I'm sorry. I the th- inner y- circle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, he should have kicked him out after that. Um, after that commentary he did on Rampage, where he had no idea what match he was watching. Oh yeah, yeah. One <laughs> well, with orange and Shibata. <laughs> it's funny, like that people like say that it's, it's like a, a win, like they they could do celebration laps. Like I remember Mike Tyson coming in Royal Rumble, be like, "I'm RuneFold Stone," like. <laughs> The, the guy's not the, this biggest fan that that we that we know of. The best one, the best you you're giving me memories. Like the best one was when Shawn Michaels was cutting a heel promo, and he was pretending to be, still be with DX, and he goes, "You tell him heartbreak." <laughs> tell him <laughs> break. Here's the difference. Like you get these big names involved. Okay, I, I this is just a shout out to one particular celebrity I saw on a reality thing, like. When Mike Tyson does it and he just stumbles over his lines, it's embarrassing. When Dick Van Dyke is 90s, is on The Masked Singer, and he's able to sing a freaking song, yeah. that is a true performer, dude. When they, when they revealed him, I don't watch that show, but I saw that That was too. shocking. He has those dead person eyes. They're like pretty <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it those... just, I was amazed that this man could even do anything. Yeah. That's all. And he's wearing a giant costume and did better at the show than Chris Jericho did. Um, So, back to our question. Since Soraya and Tony Storm's Outsider Duo is now being called the Freelancers, why don't we call John Moxley the Lancet because he finds a way to leak blood in every match he's in? (laughs) I think when I just do these questions to see how long I can pop you (laughs) How long until you break. And pretty Um, Peter Avalon can be a Knight of the Roundtable and be Sir Lancelot. When does he... Like, I'm serious now. Like, when does he not bleed? I know. It's like... If you're Renee, are you scared? Yeah, I don't know. Well, she must not be because she wears white dresses on the show, so she ain't worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't worried nothing. I mean, Moxley seems like a well-coordinated person in real life. Yeah, like when you see the interviews, he seems to be well-balanced. Yeah, you know. I agree. But in in the ring, he's like he's Bruiser Brody, like two point oh. Yeah. He's a fucking wild man, yep. and he's a phenomenal wrestler. If this is the like the time where it's like, all right, you can take your fishing trip, great. That man deserved it. I agree. You know, yep. take a break. Yeah. Uh, so, WrestleMania is going Hollywood once again in LA with movie parody segments. I, I saw one. I saw the Seth Rollins Joker, Becky Lynch Batman one. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, if AEW quote went Hollywood for revolution, which also takes place in California, what movie parody segment involving an AEW performer? would you like to see? Let me think about it. Do you have one off the top so of your head? The first thing that comes to mind is Powerhouse Hobbs as uh is it Jules Winfield? Is that the pulp fiction character? Okay. Uh, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson character. Yes. Um ooh gosh, some other ones. Maybe Darby Allen like with Johnny Knoxville <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um God, how about Hangman Page as the, as the dude in the Big Lebowski? Oh yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Like new shit has come to light, man. Right. <laughs> uh, um, I'm kind of just scanning like who's in the company. Like uh, the Young Bucks, no. Kenny Omega, no. Hey, they had Kushida on for a week. How Have about Jack? How, how about future? Jake Hager? Because someone destroyed his hat instead of killed his dog. Yeah, as John Jake Wick. Wick. <laughs> Jake Wick. <laughs> No, but I think they had Kushida in for a match. Uh, have Kushida be Back to the Future, like he dresses like Marty McFly, anyways. How about uh, How about Chris Jericho as Castaway and Floyd is the only friend he has? <laughs> That's not bad. That's not the worst <laughs> idea. That's not the worst <laughs> idea? What's a match? What's What's a movie that has a ton of blood? Um, uh, Suspira. Okay. Suspira. Well, let John me Moxley. think of something in that. Texas Actually, Chainsaw. You know yeah. what John Moxley would fit like Die Hard. Like John Moxley is like uh. Bruce Willis's character at Die Hard. John McClane. Did you hear the story about Bruce Willis? Yeah, that's so sad. He's like suffering a, a, some form of dementia. Yep. Very sad. sad. Yep, very sad. That's sad. Um, Keep it on the sad. <laughs> hey, Andrew, when a jobber team gets a hot tag that goes nowhere, should have be called a freeze tag. <laughs> <laughs> I see this on Dark every now and then. It's like, oh, here's the tag and and he got squashed, yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of like when they mix stuff up like that, like EVA yeah. from the formula. You uh, know, Dark dark has some weird shit that happens sometimes. Like, I see people winning and losing where I'm like, I don't even know who that person is. Right. But th- I actually like the intrigue of it. And now, we, the only thing I kind of am not looking forward to is that now that you have these Ring of Honor batches of chapings at Universal Studios, like, is that going to eat away at how many people will be able to be featured on Dark? Like that's what I'm kind of yeah. worried about. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I'd rather be on YouTube than Honor Club, man. I think so too. Like I, <laughs> excuse me, season there, but yep. yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I feel like more people are gonna watch Dark than <laughs> the Ring of Honor. <laughs> like, yeah, like I saw a match between Emmy Sakura and I've talked about her before. Billy Starks, she's gonna Billy Starks Billy is gonna Starks be a is, star. Is a star. Yep, she's gonna yeah. be a star soon. I don't know where. It might not even be there but it, like eventually it's going to happen. Um, Andrew, Bloomberg article reports that Vince McMahon is willing to sell WWE uh, at $9 billion, which is seven times greater than the market value. If you and I sold this podcast at seven times greater than its value, how much would we get in the open podcast market? What's seven <laughs> well, times our value? Seven times zero is zero. <laughs> I <I'm> to <gonna say laughs> the same joke, <laughs> For the for those kids who don't know. Somehow uh, we owe 30 bucks to somebody. <laughs> well, dude, like, I mean, this is, I know, listen, we're talking about numbers that you and I shall never reach. I hate to say that. But, um, like, Adam Carolla had to go to court over his podcast, The yeah. Revenue Rights. Yeah. You know, it's serious business. Like, it can, like, did you ever hear of that Barstool uh, podcast controversy involving Call Me Daddy? It was like a, um, two girls talking about their sexcapades podcast on the barstool uh, wing. It became so popular that one of the co-hosts basically left. Oh wow! Okay. Like, they tried to get their own deal, you know, and it became a really like like millions are at stake when a podcast really takes off. Like Conrad Thompson. Yeah, that dude's got, that dude's got bank dude's man. Bank. Yep, he does. I agree. You know, even the Cornets people, even the Russo, in a small way, the Russo people. Jericho, for Talks is Jericho. I'm sure they do very well for themselves yeah. doing podcasts like that. But for us, no, nah, we just talk to the people. We want to give the people what they want. Yeah, I, I have no idea if anybody listens to this show, to be honest. <laughs> Outside of Tony <laughs> Khan, I don't think anyone does. Well, we got the most important listener of yeah. them all. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Snowman. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who do you think listens to this show more, people in real life or the people in The Last of Us who have to send those radio signals out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are the Linda Rodstand signal of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I am not caught up on that. I have not watched the last episode of uh, we'll, the show. Andrew, one more question. We'll get out of here since Linda Rodstant was just mentioned. Our podcast has had two musical intros in its history, CM Punk's Cult of Personality, and then we switched to FTR's theme. If Dax and Cash both leave the company in April, who is next to inherit the you know what that means curse? Of AEW Exile, who who do we give oh. our theme song to? Please now we can Jake Hager. we can. I was gonna <laughs> say we can play this in, in, into our hands. We could decide who we want out of the company and give them our theme. Okay. Uh, or or who who do you think who do you think we go with if FDR leaves? All right. So legitimately or try to get rid of somebody. Both. Let's do both. Uh, Jake Hager's <laughs> a good answer there. Jake Hager's good, but I don't even know his song. Um, yeah. I'd I'd gotta, like, I got I like, got answer that I think kills two birds with one stone because it's a good song and we can get rid of them okay destination whoa <laughs> ruby 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 so i had no idea that was a real song yeah by rancid, yeah yeah by rancid i had no idea yeah. but it is a song it's not a bad song not a bad intro and hey if it works yeah. uh Bye, man i i hate to say it what if we did adam cole yeah yeah it's, it's a great song. About that, and his first match back, he's just concussed again, and we've got to change our song well, a fourth time. The other, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, a factoid that we never found out until Adam Cole talked about it in some interview recently. Um, you know how that Samoa Joe Adam Cole match at Double or Nothing? We kind of said, "Eh, that kind of stunk." Yep. He had a concussion in the match. Yep. That, it, it That's why. Sense. Yep. But also, he needs to be thankful in a ways because that means he forgot the entire Martha Hart speech, which nobody wants to remember. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Ruby Soho's my answer though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I think we can call it there. So I mean, I I'm it's funny. We don't seem hyped about Revolution, but I'm confident that it'll be a good show. The same thing happened last year. Yep. The same thing. We're like, it looks good on paper. And then we came back, holy crap, that was good. And if there's one thing that we know about Tony, like, you know, there are things we doubt about Tony. Man, he, he's not pushing the right people. He, he's signing too many people. He, he trolls on Twitter too much. The one thing I can say about Tony Khan, and you and I both agree, and I think every wrestling fan can agree, he delivers on pay-per-views. You know how Shawn Michaels was Mr. Wrestlemania? Tony Khan is Mr. Pay-Per-View Booker. Remember, he's the Wrestling Observer Booker of the Year. Yeah. Second, <laughs> yeah. Vince. You know what's funny about that is, like, Nick Khan got some votes for that. What? He doesn't... What? Uh, yeah, Nick Khan got some votes in that award. I think because it's Promoter Year and not Booker of the Year. Because, like, Dana White got some as well. Yeah, uh, even that uh, is Nick Connor promoter like that's a weird. No. No, Triple H booked it. Yeah. Like I, I mean, if you like Triple H that much, fine. Like I don't think he's doing the worst job ever. Am I in, am I interested in WWE and during w, during WrestleMania a little bit more than normal, but like AEW's my bag, baby. <laughs> that's what I watch and they have a pay-per-view coming up and if some people think, "Oh, I oh, just worry about WrestleMania." Well, that means you're that means you're not is interested in this stuff and that's fine because I am very interested in how an AEW pay-per-view goes down because every time they have one it's a banger like every single time yep I agree yeah I agree um I think it might be a case of I I don't plan on watching it live um and I'm not like I'm not the type where I'm like oh I don't want to know spoilers if I don't watch it live I prefer to know spoilers so I can know like what Mm -hmm. can I skip you know? I watched Forbidden Door on tape delay, and it was great. Right, exactly. Like, I, I watched it, and I was like, I wasn't jealous that I saw it later. I think we're in an era now where a lot of people see things like DVR, Like, they, they, they don't always watch it live, you know? Yep. The revenue mover is the fact that it's live entertainment. Like, that's what sure. gets the, the, sure. the TV deal that get. But, like, in terms of, like, for me personally... I can watch it later. Right. It's not. I don't feel. I don't. What's that thing called? FOMO. FOMO. I don't have FOMO. Yeah. Not with wrestling. Yeah. Definitely not. So, but for those who, for those who didn't hear me right, FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> Fear. Fear of missing out. out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't have too much FOMO, about not watching live. But hey, maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe Punk will come back. The Bucks will come back, and uh, they'll all hug in the ring. And Kenny and and the Bucks and Punk and FTR will all just uh, take a nice bow and. Yeah, and they'll just uh, dance on top of the hill like in that Coca-Cola commercial, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they all dance and they all sing to each other, and then Skechko <laughs> pins them all. That'd be great. So, but I don't, You know what, Andrew? I mean, as our good friend uh, Boris Johnson says, you can't do business with somebody that you're not talking to. I don't know what and as Bonesaw Sawyer said, you're going nowhere. I got you for 60 minutes <laughs> Boats up a grind though. it's yeah. fucking it's insane time.
1: Sunny afternoon Jungle light, I'm living in the open Native beat that carries on Burning bright. I thought I'd a blur, the signal to the sky I said, I wonder, does a message get to you?